money, 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 money. <laughs> oh, it's Tuesday. Show me the money. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Yeah, you, you know what we need? We need the sound effects and all that stuff, like the drum roll and all that. We need something. We, we, we just yeah. You know. I'm working on it. I'm working Please. on it. We had a couple of we had a couple of changes that kind of kind of took me away from being able to uh, uh, work on you know updating the stream and everything. So uh, that will be coming soon. Uh, yes. But we have a pretty packed show. We have a guest. Jay Crater, everybody knows and loves Jay. So Jay's coming on in just a few moments. we got a couple of things to run through first. We're going to give you the rundown of what to expect today, uh, and then we will bring Jay on. Uh, so first off, let's get right into the list. We're going to announce our winners for the seat cushion. Wow, we had somebody who really blew out when it came to uh, who actually was the top, uh, top one there. So wow, congratulations. We'll get to those in just a second. Um, after that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to... Plug again dash cameras because you know with everything going on more people need it um there's a crazy story going on in texas and austin actually um okay. where a driver is, was was arrested and um they're trying to get governor abbott involved to uh dismiss the charges against him because he was uh, in a whole crew of people and if he would have had a dash camera that probably could have stopped him from getting charged in the first place so uh, he was doing some self-defense there uh, so yeah, dash cameras are huge. So we'll talk about that real quick when it comes to it. Um, also, then we're going to have Jay on. He's going to come on, talk, uh, hang out. And uh, then we're also going to be talking about how Dara went out and played undercover boss. Uh, what came from that? Anything? Anything good? Was it a publicity stunt? PR? What? Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, some rebuttals to that as well. And we're going to get into the age of the algorithmic wage discrimination. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to know. And we've talked about it already on the show. We've kind of proved the pudding, so to speak. So uh, we're going to be talking about that, exactly what it is. An article just came out that Sergio had been in. Uh, so we're going to go over that as well, especially when it comes to wage discrimination, especially on these apps. Uh, then we're going to be talking about tipping has it gone out under control or yeah. is it something else? Um, yeah. Then we're going to be talking about Robotox, Robotaxis. They're coming for you. Um, and th this one that we're going to be talking about, ooh, ooh, you know, they're, they're pre preparing for something that, that we all good, kind of kind of feared on and thought about. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I might have to, I might have to take that challenge up, Sergio. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's going to happen. Oh God. Yeah. All right, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, and then we're going to wrap it up with some feel good story, funnies, all that good stuff. So um, let's get right into the winners today. Um, so Patrick, O, 197 combined trips in the DC market. Wow. Congratulations, you won, Patrick. Uh, Jeff H. from Florida had 137 combined trips. Uh, and Donna S., 111 from Uber only. So not driving oh, Lyft. Oh, look at that. Thank you, Jeff. And 11. So they're, they're donating your money, bro. They're donating <laughs> for you to show up to Curb before 2024. There you go. I like that. I'm going to put that into the donation fund. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, thanks um, for that. Yeah. So. And. Oh, by the way, you know, Patrick O, yeah, 197 trips is a lot. It was here. I have the notes here. Uh, uh, 161 on Uber, 36 on Lyft. Wow. 3,500 gross. 3,500 gross. Nice. 
Congrats, Boom, to Patrick. Making making some no money, money out there. Right there. Work your ass. Making. Off. Yeah, I, I want I want to know how many hours he was out online. 70, not not. Seventy four. Seventy four. Seventy four hours. Yeah, that's that's a combined. lot of time to be. Combined. Damn, that's a lot of time to be. But yeah, if uh, you guys are interested in the seat cushion, trust me, both Sergio and I have it. Our butts enjoy it. Uh, it's very one. nice when it comes down to it. So if you're interested, right. link's going to be in the description below. Uh, head over there if you want some more information, especially if you have a car that's not sitting well, um, you know, if it's a little bit older, even, even you know, just if it's newer, but you've got quite a few miles in it because you're driving rideshare, you're in your car a lot. So Definitely getting something. It's going to help protect your seats, but it's also going to help protect you, your back, your butt, all that stuff. So link in the description below if you want to check that out. Um, let's move on real quick. Let's talk about the uh, display ride. Uh, again, we want to plug this because for you guys, uh, they are going to be wrapping this up on April 15th. Uh, there are a couple of things I'll let Sergio talk about with uh, display ride with the dash cameras and people were not getting them or anything like that. Uh, but yeah. yes, a dash camera that goes right to the cloud, uh, it's going to be great, especially in the event something happens, somebody tries to grab the camera and throws it away or, you know, takes out the memory card or something. Can't really worry about that when it goes to the cloud, because at that point, your face is already plastered. So, um, yeah, Display Ride is one of those cameras that we do recommend. And again, if you're looking for a nice little deal uh, up until the end of this week at uh, April 15th, it's going to be code RSG at checkout. You get 20% off, so it'll be $20 a month instead of 25 Sergio, if you wanted to uh, answer a couple yeah. of things real quick on that, too. Yeah, so um, we actually, I emailed, so I we received some comments that a lot of people subscribe, but they're not getting the camera. Number one, I involved the CEO of the company who was on our show a couple of weeks ago. This is when the, you know, the RSG 20 deal started. Um, I spoke to him personally, but I also told him to go to our video and answer all the comments, such as people are not getting their cameras after subscribing. And there's an automatic email that goes out saying that you're about to be charged 20 bucks, right? So he assured me, and, and then he also, to his credit, as the CEO of the company, went and left uh, answers and, and, and to all the questions people had. They just received another thousand uh, cameras and um so they're, they'll be shipping him out but he's very involved he's very hands-on with the company and uh, your camera is on its way so um sorry for the delay but uh, you know and the supply chain problems that we're still experiencing you know um that's the best they could do but rest assured you are not going to get charged until you receive the camera and install it and then the system is up and running so there you go Nathaniel, my brother on wheels. Hello, Nathaniel. Nathaniel is... Um, What's up, Nathaniel? Yeah. Nathaniel yeah. is our uh, Show Me the Money, Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award recipient, actually. Uh, and yeah. that video is coming out on Thursday as well. It was an yeah. interview uh, that Sergio had done with Nathaniel. Crazy, amazing story. Uh, and when you watch it, you'll understand why he was the winner of uh, this Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award. And for those who are going above and beyond, uh, we will tell you right now, you can go on Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award recipient as well, because it's the next month, it's April. So get your stories into Sergio if you've gone above and beyond. Uh, you can email Sergio at Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Share your yeah. story about how you helped uh, somebody else 
went above and beyond, did something that was beyond the call of duty, uh, whatever it might be, just so we can highlight that story and you may win a hundred dollars doing it. So yeah. again, that's the yeah. show me the extra mile sunshine award. Okay. It's so April 11th means... people. It's April 11th. I haven't gotten one story yet for April. I'm panicking oh. now. Okay. Oof. Seriously. Last month yeah, at let's... this time I had like four already. So this is a monthly thing. If you thought it was just a one-time thing, it's not, this is just going to go on and on and on. Okay. So please, please send me your stories, whatever they are. Screenshot, no screenshot. Just send me the stories, and then we're going to send it to good old Sunshine Man Jeff, and then he's going to pick a winner, and we're going to send you 100 bucks. Nathaniel already got his $100 uh, gift card, and I think he spent it already, according to what he, <laughs> what he emailed me. So he might have. We're for uh, real. Yeah, uh, Seriously, I need your stories. Please send them to me, Sergio, at therightshareguy.com. All right. And with that being said, let's get Jay on. Jay, what's going on? Oh, my God. Here he is. <laughs> Hey, so, so the so the dash cam deal do you have to buy the camera and then pay twenty dollars a month nope. or you just pay nope. the twenty dollars a month that's 20 bucks a month they'll send you the camera you'll set it up it uploads to the cloud automatically is it, is it, a month? Is it not, a, like one year agreement is there a, is it month it's, a month? Two, it's a two-year agreement two-year agreement yeah right if you do if you do break the agreement there is an early termination of 50 bucks that's a great uh great idea yeah, yeah, that makes, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I've never, I've never, in my, I, I'll admit this. I never have used the dash cam in my car because I've never felt threatened. But I, I, I can imagine if I worked in a different area of the country or in a different part of, you know, San Francisco, there are certain areas I wouldn't go drive in. Yeah, it, it makes so much sense. I think it's the ultimate deterrent uh, for someone yeah. who's, who's thinking mm -hmm. of doing any damage. Well, out of twenty nine thousand and counting. <laughs> Trips, you oh, oh, there you go. One. Oh, wow, he broke, he broke it 29,001. I'm going for 30. I'm going for 30. Are you going for 30? I'm going for 30 before I leave, uh, for, for Thailand in October. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's see, nice. you got uh, five months, six months. You can do it. You can, do yeah, it. yeah. I got 30. Yeah. This was that about 26 weeks, about 50 a week. Yeah, I'll yeah. Get it. Yeah, and if you can't if you can't do it on rideshare, do it on Uber Eats. You know, easy money. Oh, right I hate I I I, I abhor <laughs> doing food delivery. I tried really? it once. I did it for one. I did one of them. My car smelled like Jack in the Box. I just said that's that's <laughs> it. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Damn man, I love delivery. So well, yeah. well that that's just like what Risher was saying on his interview that we were talking about last week with the uh, with Lyft not getting into food delivery. No, that's why I like this guy. Food. I know. I know. Yeah. I like it. You know, I like the purity of the product. You know, we just deliver people. Yeah. Yep. So yep. since you're since you're the veteran of veterans, I don't think anybody in the chat, including me, obviously, or Chris, have twenty nine thousand and one trips. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Well, no. yeah, I think I think uh, it, put your trip counts in for everybody who's watching. How how much yeah, do yeah. you have combined? Uh, both Uber, actually, all. So Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Grubhub. Whatever your trips are, how many trips do you have completed? Put it yeah, in the chat. No. Let us see. Can you beat twenty nine thousand and one? No one is going to come close to that. So Norma, 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 one of our members says Jack in the Box sometimes smells better than some passengers. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, true. You know, it's true, Jay. You know, that is that is true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some passengers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll never forget. I had one guy. I don't know what he did. He, he, I think he took his shoes off in the car oh, and he definitely had not showered. And 
I had to literally drive and put my put my my nose to the air vent, you know, for the 20 <laughs> minutes that I was driving because it was so horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so sometimes you're right. It's definitely that smelled worse than a, than a Jack in the Box, uh, you know, big Big Mac or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? But you know, it, it, twenty nine that thousand trips. That's a lot, man. And yeah. so you you know, okay, you know how we, we all started, you know, right? So, you used to write for the right chair guy and then you used to put your numbers up and I go, oh, that's a super ant. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, right. You're, Sergio you're, you're, was my, my big uh, critic for the longest yeah. time. Anytime I put yeah. anything up, I'd, I'd catch some shitty response. We got somebody beat who beat. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Emmanuel yeah. from Chicago is 30,600 yeah. rides. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, that's our man. Man, Emmanuel, that's our Emmanuel, bro. That's that's yep. the that he was in our uh, town hall. That's mm -hmm. the king of Chicago. That's the king of the Windy City, right there. He oh, kills yeah. it. So thirty six thousand rides. Nice. Thirty thousand six hundred, not thirty six thousand. But let's say okay. Let's do. He's this. on the way there, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. I wanted I wanted to speak to uh I I don't want to hijack your show, but Brian yeah. Barnett said, please talk about the ability of passengers to change the ride after you accept it. This this exact thing happened to me at the end of my Sunday shift. I had a it was like a 30 minute ride and it was paying twenty four dollars. And I was like, that's that's good. You know, that fits that's my good. criteria. And then I get in the car and she goes, oh, I'm going to have to add a stop. Uh -oh. So she has a stop. that's like 10 minutes this way, 10 minutes back to the main track. So 20 extra minutes. Right. And and, the, and it goes from twenty four to twenty seven. Right. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> Such bullshit. Oh, they adjusted it though. They adjusted it up. They adjusted it up by three dollars, but it took twenty extra. Oh, minutes. I know, no, I know. You know? Uh, which platform was it on? Uber or Lyft? Uber. This was Uber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That, yeah. There you go, Chris. They're adjusting up. Thank God. Well, something is better than nothing because they were not adjusting at all. A little bit, but yeah. it definitely, yeah. it definitely wasn't the same sweet deal that the twenty-four for a half hour. Okay, was. so you know, while you mentioned that, so we had we had this we, we we've been talking about this quite a bit, right? So rideshare becoming shouldn't be charity. So if a trip by an added stop by miles or minutes goes longer than the estimate, the upfront estimate, right? I think they should just go back and pay us by the miles and minutes that they had. Just tack on whatever it was to the upfront. Because we I know my rates in LA was sixty cents a mile, twenty-one cents a minute, right? Before upfront. So if it goes another five miles, give me another, you know, three bucks. Plus, if it goes another 20 minutes, give me another four bucks, right? I mean, what's so difficult about that? As opposed to giving you 30 cents for 20, what is it, 40 minutes? What was it? I know, but you know, they just don't, you know. It's just, they don't have to, so they're not going to do that, you know. That's, well, maybe that's, they will. Maybe that's, they will. That's, so, that's so, so, okay, you, you know, okay, so I love the way you write, and I always comment on your articles, and I did when you were an ant, and now... Okay, now it seems like you have joined the Show Me the Money Club um, cherry picker crew. Okay, because everything you do now, it goes well. Now I'm figuring out twenty bucks every thirty minutes. You know, I just do quality over quantity or whatever. Right? Yes. But what yes. happened? What, what happened? So, but look, you, you, I, you know what? I'm gonna give this to you on national <laughs> YouTube channel. Well, I think I think you were doing the right thing when you were anting actually. Because you are taking the money, easy money, accept the trips, get the five, six, seven hundred a week quest money, and well, yeah. you are doing the right. Well, back yeah. then, I mean, we had a tremendous bonus for number of trips. It didn't matter if they were long trips or short trips. Um, 
you know, my kind of my, my, the way I selected things back then was, you know, what, what, what was I going to have a lot of freeway time? Cause freeway time always paid the highest, right? It was before everything was predetermined. It was, it was based on, you know, time and distance. Um, but then I took the break during the pandemic. And then when I came back, um, you know, and I'm just driving on the weekends. Uh, yeah. I just started to get a lot more selective uh, and, and, and figure out because because when I did an analysis in terms of dollars per hour, there was a difference of a four X difference. So in a, some rides would pay me, you know, like five, like five dollars an hour and some would pay me, you know, well, the best rides are paying around thirty dollars an hour and then some were paying like seven, seven fifty. So there's a four to one difference based on the, on my selection. So that's a huge difference. So yeah. Uh, and then the best rides, the, the rides that are that pay the best are the reserved rides, yes. uh, which, which get offered to me, you know, they, they seem, the algorithm only gives me choices from where I live, typically to the airport, but a ride that would normally pay about $18 pays like 30 to $35. So whenever yeah. those, uh, I'm going to write an article and make a video about this, but whenever that comes up, I always grab it. Yep. Even if it's not quite con convenient, because they, it's kind of like a destination filter. Once you sign up, they kind of give you rides moving towards it, and then, then they get you there sometimes 20 minutes ahead of time. And yeah. what I've discovered is I send a message. I say, uh, "I'm on my way. Um, I'm going to be there 15 minutes early. If you want to leave early, I'm okay with that. I'll yeah. be ready to go." Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're popping out early because they want to get to the airport. And that yeah. saves that 15 or 20 minute wait time, you know, where yeah. I'm just in the car. Wow, that's, great, that's great such, advice. Such a great yeah. ride. You know, yeah, that's great mm -hmm. advice. Good for you. I mean, they're getting ripped a little bit, but that's whatever. Um, that's not my concern. Um, so, yeah, that's great advice. You know, I, even on the regular trips, I always text my passenger that I'm on my way. I don't want to wait that five minutes, which is up to seven minutes, by the way, now, as you know. Uh, I don't want to wait seven minutes for you to get out of the house, right? I mean, I'm on my way. I'll be there in four minutes. So get your butt going. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Oh, yeah. so that's a good idea. Uh, in Sacramento, it's still five minutes. I mean, I can cancel at five minutes and, and get the cancellation fee. No, not in LA. But but, but it, coming back to your, uh, most of those reserve rides are going to airports, right? Yes. And most people wake up early anyway. They'll be ready to go. So right. yeah, it's and, great and even, advice. And even, and even with, with the high rate they're paying, they always tip well too. Because yes, they do. there's something yes, they about do. taking people to the airport and talking about trips and travel and how excited you are for them. They just feel good, you know, and they just kind of, I don't know, they just hit you with a decent tip on top yes. of, yeah. So if I can get one of those a day, you know, that makes my weekend. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you hundred percent. I had one, I had like two of them back to back last weekend, which I did. And then we came to like 65 bucks an hour. I'm like, I want to do it. Of course. <laughs> So, but you know what, as you being the veteran and you've been in it since when, 2014, right? I did my first ride in December of 2015. 2015. Yeah. Okay. Let's say 2016. So yeah. you've been in it for seven years. I've been, yeah, same thing with me. Um, yeah. You've seen it all. You've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. You've seen all of it, right? You've written about it. You've experienced it most importantly, you know, because a lot of people look, a lot of people say stuff, write stuff. They have YouTube channels. They have this. They have that. They don't even drive. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I think the way the way we gravitate, you know, to all our viewers is because we are actually doing the damn work, because we're writing from firsthand experience as opposed to some fluff, right? 
So right. what right. do you see? Like, you know, you started, obviously, the rates were a lot higher. Then you experienced a couple of rate cuts with the, you know, time and distance model, right? Mm-hmm. And then this wonderful thing called UFD showed up. Well, I called UFD. I called uh, upfront payers and destination, right? So right. give me that. Give me give me your opinion about that in, in general sense. Like what what you liked before, what you like now, what you don't like before, and what you don't like now. Well, what I like now, yeah, I, I like seeing the information up front so that I can make a determination quickly if it's a ride that I want to take or not. Um, you know, I'm not doing this to, you know, like I was before, where yeah. this was my primary source of revenue. Um, I just do it on the weekends. And and as long as I can average $30 an hour, you know, then I feel like it's worth my time. I'll tell you, though, the, the thing about it is I, I just love it. You yeah. know, I, when I wake up in the morning on the weekends, I'm like happy, you know, because I know I'm going to do something that I, I'm good at and it's not going to require a lot of me. And I'm going to meet some amazing people. You know, every day there's one or two people that will share something, say something that uh, I'm going to take with me, you know. So so as long as I can get the thirty dollars an hour, that's kind of like I I don't know if I if I if I could only make twenty dollars an hour, I don't think I would do it. Um, But that's kind of kind of where I need to be to have it make sense, you know, with my car and everything. Right. Um, but it has it just has this added benefit that it fulfills me and it gets me out of the house and it gets me interacting with people. You know, it gives us a lot of stories to tell you know, and it makes us it makes us interesting. I mean, I, I think I could I had I had a woman in my car on Sunday morning that I picked up in downtown Sacramento. And on the way, the 20 minute ride, she propositioned me to have sex in the car that morning. And it was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> How does this happen, you know? This, well, I did mean, you say you're not a morning person or what, what else? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, we're going to have to have dinner first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kiss no, me first. Right? I mean, <laughs> and I got to say, it took me 29,000 rides for that to happen. But, um, oh, Lord. but you know, it's just some, sometimes it's crazy stuff. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, really beautiful, intimate stuff. You know, sometimes you're, you're, I've had women, I've had men and women crying in my car, you know, they lost their job or they're going to a funeral or something, you know, you really get to be with people in a way that's unusual. So many people have said I should do a show, you know, I think I'd have to be a taxi, have my own little taxi business to do it. But, you know, you know where you had cameras and you actually yeah, yeah. did like an interview, you know, where you just yeah, talking. Taxi, to you, they, had those, they had those called Taxi Cab Confessions on HBO. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 That would be an awesome show to, to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. You could do, I mean, I don't know. You could do like uh, Uber Diaries or Uber Stories or whatever. But you know what? Since you, actually, that brings me to this question, right? So so you say now you do it on. The, sorry. Now yeah. you said you do it on the weekends. There's no pressure, right? Um, you do it for fun more than the money, but, but, you know, how do you like, um, do, doing it with pressure, doing rideshare with pressure or deliveries, actually deliveries are as big as rideshare these days with pressure of paying the rent or coming up with the car note and, you know, all these expenses, right. Is a lot different than doing it for, you know, stories or fun, but still, obviously you're doing few, quite a few trips because if you're going to get the 30,000. You need to do like 150 trips a month. So that's still decent, right? Yeah. So you're probably driving, what, 15, 20 hours a weekend? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yeah. still it's still decent. You're not like driving four hours a week, right? So, oh, no, no, so to no. me, I'm out there. Know, I'm out there. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that, like because I know when you first started to drive, you used to pull like two, three hundred or whatever trips, man. I'd be like, why is this guy doing this to himself, right? But then the so the the, the difference between doing it for a living or with pressure. Mm-hmm. Right or working towards a plan B, as you beautifully wrote in an article of yours. You know the the four types of drivers, right? A, B, C, D, right? Right, right, right. Right, and, and which I I love that article. So I was like, yeah, I, everybody has been in a group one time or another, right? So you are A now, you're a D. But tell tell us a little bit about that that difference. Doing it for fun, not for fun, still for money. Obviously, you're still figuring out profitability. You're not going to do it for charity. We're all right. in it for money. We're not in it for like, I don't know, for no, getting proposition. I, I count on seven to $800 a weekend. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, so, but, but have, have, give me like the mindset of the difference between I don't, with, I don't it with a lot of the pressure and no pressure at all. I don't, I don't think there is a difference. I mean, no. even when I was driving full time, I didn't feel pressure. I just knew that I would get up at, you know, start driving at four in the morning. I'd go until two in the afternoon. And I did that five or six days a week. And yeah. I knew... You know, that would make me two to twenty five hundred dollars. And there was that's the thing about this job that I think is great is there isn't a lot of pressure. You know, yeah. I don't have a boss. I can do my own hours and it's my car and I'm the king of my castle. I'm playing the music I want to play, you know, and yeah. uh, I don't think it makes a difference if you're doing it purely for the money or you're doing it, you know, for it, it's it's a, to me, it's the same. I, I don't yeah. really. Uh, see it any different. I always, I mean, the way my mind works, and I think yours does too, Sergio, and I'm not sure about Chris, but I'm always thinking about how do you, you know, how do you hack the game, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm always thinking, you know, Friday morning, I'm looking and seeing which bonuses I'm being offered, and should I drive for Lyft? Should I drive for Uber? You know, should I get up earlier to get that three to four o'clock, you know, in the morning (laughs) Lyft bonus that they're offering, you know? So, that's just how I how some of us are. <clears throat> so well, can I, I can I can I, I call you a cherry picker brother of mine now, or should I still call you an ant? <laughs> oh no, please. Uh, well, you can call me whatever you want, but um, I'm definitely <laughs> oh, not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not taking every ride I get. I, oh, I, uh, what is your acceptance rate, by the way? I don't know. I would oh, say it's good. <laughs> Ooh. We take pride in our low acceptance rate here. Uh, Speaking of say, acceptance rate, yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would guess it's seventy uh, percent. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, you're still pretty high up there. You're up. Yeah. There. Okay. Well, you know, we, yeah. At least with my app, when I when I when I don't accept too many with uh, with Uber, they stop showing me upfront details. What? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that happen to everybody? No. <laughs> it's just me. No. That tells you. Well, it depends. I mean, because certain parts of California still have the five ten rule. Which not everybody has the upfront. Oh, you don't have the full upfront. Oh, damn. Okay. No, yeah. we have. We can. We, I decline like forty in a row, so nothing happens. Oh no no! Um, I decline, but... If I decline too many in a row, then they say, uh, "Yeah." Then I get a message, and and, yeah. and I'm just I'm just going to see how much money there is for the ride. Yeah yeah yeah. Don't give me any information. You, until have, that, you have the five out of ten, which we had before upfront fares. So like you have to okay. accept five out of ten, basically. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I can't do it too too much, but I do it enough that it makes it a significant impact on my revenue for my per hour earnings. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you you cannot be a hundred percent acceptance if you want to make thirty bucks an hour. It's not going to work. They're no, going to give you no. garbage. Yeah. So 
no. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, listen, man, I followed you from the first day you started writing for RSG. I probably got an RSG because I heckled you every single time. So, <laughs> so I give you all the credit for me being here. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I mean, you never responded, of course, because you were like, who's this idiot over there? It's like, whatever. But then, you know, I was like... I, I rarely I rarely read the comments. You know, probably because of, probably, probably because of you, Sergio. So, you know, first I want to read all the comments, and then I, then I read this guy, Sergio, shitting all over me. So then I thought, you know, I'm just going to write it, and that's it. You know, and every once, every once in a while, Melissa will say, hey, Jay, you got a lot of good comments. You might want to check them out. And I, no, I, 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 still I don't know what once I Jay, make once I make that video and put it out, it's out. And that's that. Right here, Jay. In honor of you, I changed my background today. It says cherry pick. Cherry and, pick. And also, in honor of you, I wore this T-shirt today. It says my time is for sale to the highest bidder. There you go. Which you are doing, right? You're doing more I, often. Yeah. So hey, man. Yeah. You know, hey, we're we are all. Uh, what's the word? Yeah. We're all opportunists, right? We, yeah. We're, we're going to figure out what we're good at, and then we're going to figure out how we can get the most money per hour for, for what we're good at. So yeah. that's that's the American way, isn't it? Yeah. No, I mean, you know what? We we love you here, obviously, you know, with all. By the way, next week is our uh, one, one year anniversary. I saw that. Congratulations. So are you showing up for five minutes? Cameo? Have a whiskey with us? Or what's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I'm playing. Oh, nice well, I'll respond to the damn email there, Jay. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I, I thought I would hold out till I came on the show and make a big announcement. Oh, 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 <laughs> this, this turned into yeah, the you know, text proposition now. It's like, respond to the email, please. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, but you know what? Hey, um, I, you, can yeah. I, I also wanted to say that um, that thing you're doing with the, with the disabled, uh, you know, going, paying it forward. Yes. I, I, I had the biggest transformation where I used to pull up and I, I, you know, I, I hate to say that I'm a jerk, but, you know, when I would see somebody in like a wheelchair or a walker or they had like you're, you're going to Safeway and they've got like all these bags, you know, that they want you to haul all these, all these bags. I, I used to just curse under my breath, you know, and I did not want to be that. I didn't want to be the nice guy. And then I just um, I think I wrote an article about it and it really changed my outs. My, my thinking was, you know, what if that were me? Right. What if that were me unable to walk? What if that were me that I didn't have enough money to, you know, have a car to go shopping to buy, you know, the food for the family? And and then I just started to be really generous with with it. You know, I I got my car set up so I could slip those, you know, wheelchairs and those walkers in my trunk. No problem. And and, uh, you know, just just help these people. And they're so grateful. You know, they're they're well, some are grateful, some some aren't, but most of them are. Yeah. Just that, you know, that they're having this nice, you know, ride in my car. I've got a nice car and they, they, they feel good. They feel respected, you know. Yeah, no, I think, you know what? You, you, I mean, you, you've known me by through RSG or whatever. We've done other things. I've done your podcast or whatever for a while now, right? I truly, seriously, I mean, you know, I was very tough on these companies and I'm still tough on these companies as the article came out today, which created a shitstorm. <laughs> I was like, okay. But long story short, I have met so many amazing, amazing, amazing people through doing Show Me The Money that I've become, I'm not a softy, but I've really, really kind of mellowed out now because I'm going like, man, there are a lot of people with the complete opposite opinion of me doing great work, 
making money. They're happy the way they do it. They're paying it forward. And, you know, you will watch. Please watch that video with our first Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award winner, Nathaniel. You will cry. I, I literally cried when I read the story. I was like, holy crap, this can't be real. But then you guys will all see the video on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I cried, man. It was like unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are great people out there, great drivers, which Uber and Lyft and all these companies are lucky to have on their platforms because they're doing amazing work, you know. And and to me, it's like, yeah, I think, I think you know, they do great work. Again, you know, we're all in it for the money. Don't kid yourselves. But... You know, at some point, man, we're all human. We got to help each other, you know, so. Can I ask you guys a question? Because um, yeah. I'm confused. Is there a driver shortage or not? No. No, I, I heard Dara K say there's no driver shortage because of the economy. More and more people are picking up, you know, driving to make a little extra money to yeah. compensate for the price of eggs and, and, and things like that. There, um, were, there was a driver shortage in 2021, big time. Because uh, especially towards the end, yeah, especially towards the end of 2021, I was averaging like 60, 70 bucks an hour on UberX, mm -hmm. and then 2022, there is no driver shortage, and you mm -hmm. know we should transition into that, Chris, probably right, because yeah, Jay is hanging out for an hour. We have him for an hour. We have 26 minutes. <laughs> so, well, so I mean, yeah. the other thing too is it's market dependent. So some areas yeah. are definitely experiencing more drivers or more saturation, while others can go out there, turn on their apps, and. You know they're taking rides every every minute yeah. so uh, it just yeah. depends like where you are and, and what's going on and all that stuff pretty much as it's always been but yeah it's not yeah. it's not like how it was in 21 21 and e e actually even early 22 uh before we started the show me the money club it was uh we, i remember sergio you and i were talking about some of the uh 700 bonuses that people were getting yeah. and all that back then now it's uh a lot less than that yeah, I had a great, I had a great bonus on a Friday. I was hungover, and and it was a a two hundred and forty dollar sixteen ride, right? You do sixteen rides, guarantee, guaranteed. You do sixteen Literally. rides, and you make two hundred forty dollars. Yeah, I so had the same thing. <laughs> I only took I only took rides that were like five dollars, right? Yep. Yeah, and I did it in like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder, you know, you wonder how they lose all this money. They lost money. They lost their ass on that. <laughs> Yeah, I have the same thing this week again. I have 11 chips for 160. I'm like, definitely gonna do it. And then on the weekend, they'll probably shoot me another 20 for 300. I'm like, I'm gonna take your money, man. You know, show me the money. I'll drive for $150. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, last week I had a 15 for 220 and then a 15 for 140 this week on Lyft or I'm on Uber. Yeah, so you know, the but no, there's no driver shortage because. You know, okay, so like we, he did this Wall Street article, which I was in as well a little bit. Um, so Pretty Karana did this Wall Street Journal article saying that Dara actually got behind the wheel and played the undercover boss for, a, I don't know how long, couple of weeks, month, whatever. So, you know, and Pretty Karana, if you're watching, much appreciated. Thank you uh, for the mention. Anyway, so he said, he figured this out, but then on every earnings call, Jay and Chris, he says, Oh, we have, we're not shortage, shortage of drivers. We have all the supply we need. But now this article comes out. He drove and he figured out that there was a driver shortage. I'm like, no, sir, there was no driver shortage in late 2022 when he, when he drove in September, you know, of 2022. There was one in 2021. Now, I'm just going to say two minutes, my piece, and then you guys take this over. So, Dara, sir, I mean, with all due respect, obviously you're the CEO. What took you five years to do this experiment, number one? Because we, if you were watching anything that I say or we say or write, 
Drivers are complaining about certain things. We do our surveys. They complain about earnings. They complain about safety. They complain about unjust deactivations. What took you five years to figure this out, number one, which this to me then makes it look like a puff piece or a PR piece more than anything else. And secondly, uh, he did only 100 trips. I, I understand 100 trips is nothing. People do that in a week. And 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 one other thing is that, you know, he he <laughs> it's right there in the article. So I'm just going to throw this out, people. You can comment and do whatever you want with it. He used an alias called Dave K. Now, one. That's against the terms of service, Tara. You should have been deactivated. <laughs> okay. Two, you shouldn't even be let on the platform, let alone get deactivated, because that's you cannot use aliases to get on. And how the heck did they make you pass a background check? Or did you actually? So these three questions I would have asked if I was the Wall Street Journal reporter. But obviously, it's like a, you know, give me some, I'll give you some kind of a thing. So look, he figured out there was a shortage of drivers, what the drivers go through, that the passengers are rude. Hopefully nobody threw up in his car, all this good stuff. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't take much to do this, Dara. But you know what? Ultimately, I'll give you a hand that you did it. And now you kind of feel what we go through on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And he did it without the pressure. Because a lot of people, you know, are under pressure to pay the bills, to pay the car note, to pay the mortgage, to pay the rent. Well, Dara made $24 million last year, so I don't think he has that pressure either. So that's my two cents about this article. But I think it was it was well done. You know, Pritika got the, you know, uh, interview. And I wouldn't have passed on it either if I got the interview, to be honest with you. So there you go. What do you think about this, Jay? Well, so, um, uh, yeah, I, he's definitely not doing it for the money. Uh, and, yeah, this, well, this whole, you keep, you keep bringing up the pressure. I, I mean, I think you... You either have discipline or you don't, right? You say you're going to work five days a week or three days a week or two days a week and you do it, right? So if that's pressure, yeah, some I guess that's pressure. But um, I just think of it as that's that's what I do. You know, that's that's what I do, whether it's for the money or not. You know, I make a commitment to myself to do something and, and then you just you, you follow through on it. As far as Dara K goes, yeah, I give him a big hand. A lot of people shit on Dara K. I... I think he's done a, a pretty good job. Um, if you remember what Uber was like, you know, when he took over, you know, they had this whole corporate environment that was very misogynist and, and they had a lot of, a lot of issues with, with uh, the old CEO, Travis Koenig. And he's, and it was close. It was like Uber versus Lyft. Now it's like Uber and Lyft is kind of in its wake. Um, and he does stuff like this, you know, um, going out and driving. I think someone who does 100 rides is going to learn quite a bit about being a driver that they didn't know, you know, like the uncertainty of, you know, did you do a good job? Are you going to get a tip or not? And, uh, you know, pulling up and having to wait five minutes, you know, for someone to come out to, to, to the car and how frustrating that can be, yeah. you know, and the stress of driving in a town, you know, and not getting into an accident. Yeah. You know, these are all things someone who doesn't drive doesn't ever doesn't ever think about. And yeah. it doesn't take too many rides to, you know, to learn those things. And yeah. what he said in this article is that what came out of this is the upfront pricing. So where we can see the time and distance to get, you know, to the pickup and then the time and distance of the trip. Yeah. Um, and that that's where we can get very selective about our rides. That gives us a lot of information yeah. that we didn't have before. So if that truly came out of this, that's great, you know, because that's yeah. been super helpful to all of us. 
Um, you know, th- I question though that because upfront earnings came out before September. I had it in August, and it I think it premiered in select markets in like July or something or late June. So it was well before he actually got behind the wheel. Hmm. I mean, it could have sped it up in terms of you know being able to see that across more more cities across the right. or more markets across the country. Right. Um, and then even in California, how the, how we were talking with the five ten rule, um, where you have to accept five out of the ten to see that upfront, and then it brought it to, you know, different markets like L.A. and San Francisco and a couple other ones. Um, well, the rest of California still has that five ten rule, but maybe that helped it. But yeah, I, I don't think this was upfront earnings uh, entirely be, because he right. was driving and saw that. Right. Uh, because right. again, the timing isn't there. So, so <laughs> I'm seeing in the comments there is no love for Dara K. <laughs> he is but, the devil. Yeah, but look, the, here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, you know, he's an and, okay. Look, if you look at the two separate companies, you know, Uber and Lyft, right? Where Lyft is and where Uber is, and and their management teams. Clearly, Dara is superior to the boys that just left. I mean, clearly, right? Oh, yeah. Dara is a master salesman. He is always positive. He's always like uplifting. And he, even in the middle of the pandemic, you would listen to his interviews. You wouldn't even think there would be a pandemic. He'd be like, everything is great. Everything is (laughs) wonderful. And he's he's aggressive. He's just a natural builder. You know, he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's looking for new markets. He's looking for new stuff. He's always on TV as much as he can. You know, he's talking to Harry. I mean, he's just, you know, all in, right? He's yeah. all in. And and you don't get that same kind of energy from Lyft. At least but I yet. think, you know what, though? I think one thing he cannot fix about rideshare or delivery, okay? What would you say to this? Like, do you think these both these companies or all the gig companies, you know, we're a gig channel now. We're a gig economy channel. We're not a rideshare channel anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these companies, which I know you don't do deliveries, which is completely different, you know, outside your expertise, let's say. But... They have a horrible perception, Jay. Why do you think they have a horrible perception? Like, if I look, I know you don't read comments, but I do, and I respond, and I think you know it engages people on our videos and whatever. I don't respond to fifty thousand comments, but I try to do as much as I can. Honestly, if I put like a percentage on it, it'll be like ninety-nine percent negative. <laughs> what 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 does anybody love a hundred percent? You know, I mean, this is a job. This is a, an opportunity to make money, <clears throat> yeah. and if you don't like it, don't do it. Right. If, if it's not going to pay you enough, don't complain about it. Go find something else to do. Yeah. That's that's kind of my my attitude at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be better. Yeah, it's not as good as when I started. And that wasn't as good as it was four years before that. They used to pay nine. They used to get paid 90 percent of really fat. shares. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> yeah. when, when this thing came out, I, I didn't yeah. get that. You know, I and now the time me and Sergio started. That's the glory, you know, that's the, oh, that's yeah. the glory time, you know, compared yeah. to where we are now. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still can make $30 an hour in freaking Sacramento. You know, it's yeah. not terrible. No, and no. And we do have things that we didn't have back then. We have the destination filter. Now we have the upfront pricing and, you know, car, we have cars that get, get better gas mileage and, you know, so, you know, I, I just don't find complaining, uh, valuable it doesn't it yeah. doesn't enhance my life at all I, I i tend to focus on the positive and if it gets something gets negative then i you know then i got to change the channel i got to go find something else to do um that gives me the same kind of you know ancillary benefits in addition to the money 
Right. So well, would you, would you, would you, okay, so I like, let's take a poll amongst all three of us. Do you think this was like a um, PR piece pretty much? Or do you think it was, it, it's going to bring some good because he did it in September. So now we're in April. So I know, I know after upfront, okay, first of all, I've been through four rate cuts before upfront fares. And specifically, the, anything over six miles is a haircut with upfront fares. There's no doubt about it. So, because I put 800 on my trips on a spreadsheet, I go like, holy crap. It's, uh, especially on longer trips, like 20, 30 miles, you're getting killed on mm -hmm. both platforms. Mm -hmm. So that's five rate cuts, right? That's why I have a lot of the scar tissue. That's why the perception of Uber and Lyft is shit to me. Yes. Anyway, and they're not able to, with all this good PR, with all this good stuff, like all the powerful lobbies and whatever, they're not able to change the perception of themselves in the driver community. What do you think they can do to change? Like, obviously, he drove. He did something good, actually. He drove, right? Right. right. And then he got, he got shit. <laughs> the, the Lyft guy drives, he gets shit. <laughs> I go, like, what can? What do you think they can do to change the perception of this, of their of their companies? I, mean. I don't think they can do much. Yeah. I mean, when you stop, when you start messing with people's pay, you know, I mean, I was super angry. You know, I mean, I, I sued both of them. You know, I, I got in a big lawsuit with Uber and I got in a big lawsuit with Lyft and I can't just, you know, disclose what yeah. came out of it. But, you know, I was like, that's bullshit. You know, this is not right. You know, this is not what I signed up for. You can't control my life. All, you know, I, I mean, I went full bore on all that stuff. So I get it. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you have you do have a choice uh, whether you want to continue or not. Yeah. You know, and and I've chosen to continue because of, you know, what we've already talked about. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, yeah. It's more than just it's more than just a job. You know, yeah. it's the best job I've ever had. If I could get paid, you know, one hundred dollars an hour, you know, I would be doing this full time and loving it. You know, yeah. but that's not that's not possible. Um I'm going to be putting together an article to see, can you still make a hundred thousand dollars? So I'm going to do a, do a day of driving in San Francisco, see what kind of per hour I can extrapolate that to that. Oh no, yeah. you go, go read to the articles. The, I did an article on a driver from Chicago. His name is Boti, right? Uh -huh. um, and is, he is the highest earning Uber X driver. It's, it's on the blog. You can read it. And okay. his video, actually his interview is coming up and um, guess what his 1099 K and 1099 NEC was. What was the total? Yeah. 175. <laughs> 175. The most, the most I ever made was 133. Yeah. So to me, it's to look, man, it's all commensurate to your work rate. Right. I mean, look, this one thing that I don't like about when drivers complain is they go like, oh, here's my mouse, put the food in it. I'm like, no, man, you got to work, man. There right. is no such thing as like, you know, oh, I'm not making money. Again, it's 30, if you're making 30 bucks an hour, gross, gross, right? And take your expenses out 25 24 maybe 23 net is still 50 80 percent above minimum wage number one number two you know what should we compare this job to like a ups driver fedex driver i mean we can't compare ourselves to coder quarters at these high-tech companies no. and we're not gonna, we're not line cooks either so what, what what is the good comparison here right so still it's good money if depending on your city so don't send me the hate mail already depending on your city if you know what you're doing i think it's still decent these mm -hmm. reasonably decent you know what i mean yes your hours of max profitability See, in the old days the difference i think jay is we could literally work any hour we wanted and it'll be like peak hour now you have to be really selective what hours you know before it'd be like so much demand that the prices were so good that I, it doesn't matter you open your eyes and start the car and you have a ride already you know right right yeah it's uh you're right
I have to drive early in the morning to, yeah. to, to make that. I just, that, that time from like three 30 in the morning until about seven 30. Yeah. That's my best time of the day. Yeah. That's, that's where I just keep getting ride after ride after ride. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I didn't do that, I could I couldn't make the money that well, I. Well, you always say it. You feel like you're the only driver on the road at those hours, right? right? There's no traffic. Mm. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> stoplights <laughs> are optional. You know, I mean, it's really, yeah. really, really at that time of the day. Yeah, there's no one yeah. out there. No one out there. No cars. No, so I say I say it's a PR piece slash. Hopefully, some good will come out of it. We'll see what happens. I doubt it, but hey, man, <laughs> the guy did it. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it's definitely PR, but I think it's also a way to try to understand certain things or at least, you know, figure it out. The one thing, though, I noticed in the article, too, that he was talking about was how he was surprised that not that many people tipped. So then my question to you would be, how do you get more people to tip? You have to either make it more presentable. You have to, you know, completely change that culture. Because, again, what, before 2017 or 2018, you weren't allowed to tip on on Uber yeah. through the app itself. So it geared everybody up not to tip from the app. Um, so you got to kind of completely reverse that. And yeah. what what are you going to do to make it make it better? Are you going to send an in-app notification? Hey, you just had your, your driver. Uh, why don't you send him a tip or something? Uh, I mean, extra things like that. So, yeah. you know, you've had September. You're, you were already in April, almost mid-April. What real changes have actually come from it? So I haven't seen anything. Um, and like I say, the only thing when it came to the upfront earnings, you know, they were already planning on that. Did it just speed it up beforehand? Well, yeah. you know, I mean. Well, yeah, I think upfront earnings is a rate cut without a question. You know, maybe at best, even on the short up to five mile trips and the rest is a rate cut. They can say whatever the heck they want. Um, well, you know, it's, the other it's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I I haven't taken an Uber myself in a while, and I don't really remember how the tips are presented. But everywhere I go now, you know, I've got my phone, right? Got my phone. This is now my money, right? Yeah. yeah. And and every machine I I you know when I go to get coffee, you know, I swipe the machine, and then it just like pops up, ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent, twenty five percent. It's like those are the options, and it's like a small little sliver that says no tip. You know, yeah. and yeah. Th that would be great if they did, if they did, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know how the tip shows up for the, for the customer. Cause I haven't taken no, the way, the way it shows up, Jay, is that once you take a trip, right. It doesn't prompt like our tipping culture today that just, you go to Starbucks, the guy makes you coffee, gives it to you. Just pop, go like, bro, it's my coffee. I'm here picking it up. I mean, come on. Right. But anyway, it makes you kind of feel bad. We're going to talk about that on another segment now. But besides that, what it does is on the next trip that you order, it will say, how was Sergio? Now, there are some drivers that tip and rate you right away as a driver, right? But most of them don't even have their app on when they're driving with you in the car. They're doing some other Facebook, whatever, whatever they're doing. So on the next trip that you take, it will pop out, a, a, um, not a warning, but it will pop out like a notice for you saying that, oh, by the way, your last tip was with Jay. Mm -hmm. How was he as a driver? And would you like to tip? But it still doesn't give you the you know percentage or whatever. So that's when the driver, that's when the passenger can rate you and tip you. That's why sometimes tips show up late, right? Right, right, right. And people complain, oh, they're stealing my tips. I'm like, no, bro, it just that's what's happening, right? So 
Right. I got a tip like a week after the trip. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But usually when I get tips, they come pretty quick. You know, yeah. they, they, they do come, um, you know, right after I drop somebody off. Yeah, those, of are the, those are the passengers that, you know, are in, engaged with you. And they look, man, if you're a tipper, you're a tipper. If you're not a tipper, you're not a tipper. I mean, that's how it goes. So, so. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can tell. I got pretty good, a pretty good spidey sense when someone's going to tip me, you know, yeah. and it's based on, it's always based on the conversation. Um, and and when they say they're going to tip you on the app. <laughs> oh, that's a no tip for sure. Right, that's, that's usually not a tip. Yeah. 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 When, they, they, when they overcompensate like that with, yeah. uh, you know, that, that little bullshit guarantee. Yeah. yeah. But if I have a good conversation with somebody, you know, and we're buds by the end of the call. That's usually by the end of the ride. That's usually when when the tips are going to come my way. Well, the lady that offered to have sex with you, well, that was the tip, I think. Or you just yeah, she, she, just the tip. She, she she did not tip me when I declined her. <laughs> so we got to the <laughs> when we got to the location. You know, she made one more pitch. You know, oh lord, she wanted me to do something to her, and I was like, no, I can't do that. I got another ride. And she kind of stormed off. So Are you yeah, sure maybe, there, maybe she gave you, you a one, one star. <laughs> one star for you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> did your did your rating drop like a tenth right after their trip? Well, I mean, it's interesting because <laughs> if I were to do that as a driver, I'd be out yeah. of a job. Oh hell but yeah! Here's a passenger doing it to me. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm you know, I just have to put up Black. with her incessant yeah. you know requests yeah and you know am i making you uncomfortable you know do you think i'm pretty you know all this stuff she was saying and I just, as the driver you know our hands are kind of tied you know we just yeah. got to put up with it and wait till they get out of the car and go go on to the next one. Oh, this is a great comment right like there's one of the tony driven dad says she said no <laughs> tip no tip <laughs> but jay is adorable tip. man i mean i'm shocked that you haven't gotten this in within twenty nine thousand trips of yours that before this proposition before no i i've i've had a few women um give me their numbers and say okay. you know please please call me uh, okay. mostly recently so so being an old guy you know there's something about i'm, I'm hitting my prime you know yeah, yeah. they're You're all they're all age, uh, baby they're all yeah. into the, uh, the the wise gray-haired haired wizard. Yeah, Jeff, you did that already. Thank you for the. This is the second uh, addition to 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 um, Chris's flight fund to Carbivore 2024. <laughs> Norm Stitz, thank you for the money. Who gets the money? Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I think it's it's going to. Well, that one he said it was going to to the fund to get me to Carbivore next year. That way we could do a live in-person uh, uh, show me the money club. Invisible Road River Ranch says they love old guys. Shut up, bro. We get better with age. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's the blue pill always. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, never mind. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe, on, maybe we got to get him to have a couple of drinks on next week's show. Yeah. Maybe oh next yeah, week. right, right, right. Yeah, let me have some of that whiskey, that Jap that Japanese whiskey. Is that what it is? 
But well, hey, hey, I haven't gotten it yet. Harry was drinking it on Twitter. I go like, hey, man, what's on? What's happening? Where's my whiskey? I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> well, he called me today. He called me today. He goes like, I go, where's the whiskey? He goes, oh, he, I, uh, he said something, which I didn't listen to. A Ram, goes, a Ram KH. I caught passengers in a sexual act this Saturday. First time in my Uber career after 10 years. Yeah, that that's happened to me. Well, that's where, happened to me too. Where, where the oh, guy right. was like mm-hmm. five in the morning. The guy's like back there with the coat over and he's up against her. And uh, she's just like, no, you know, we can't do this. You know, yeah. and I hear her, you know, and he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so, there was no penetration or anything, but he wanted to. She said no. And then she gave me a $20 tip because I had to put up with listening to the whole thing. Well, the bullshit. So, yeah. I wonder oh, if Dara yeah. had one of those trips. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that'd go. be funny. Yeah. Anyway, so are you going to leave us or are you going to uh, stay? You guys. Uh, but okay. I'll be back next week. Hey. Yeah, man. All right. Please. Yeah. I, by the way, we're all having drinks, so bring a drink. If 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 the boss does not get us all whiskey, then, then we'll just get our own whiskey. I don't know what to say. So. <laughs> I, I was thinking about getting Blue Label, but you told me that Japanese whiskey was like so much that's, better. So I'm waiting for bad. I'm waiting for it in the, the shipping from from uh from harry over here well that japanese whiskey is like top 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 five in the world that blue label is nothing next to that thing so it's like that thing is good jay turn up you know what um we love you obviously you know i uh, i i i mean man i'm your biggest fan seriously i read everything you write and i go like wow why didn't i think of this (laughs) and then and then thank you for becoming a cherry picker right here Right here, <laughs> it, it, after twenty-eight thousand trips, you figured it out, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so we love you. Thank you for showing up. And thanks, we'll guys. It was really fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jay. All Have right, a good thanks. one. Oh yeah. I'll see you all next week. Okay. All bye. right. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Jay, for coming on. Um, he is going to be on next week as well. He's also got a video coming out tomorrow, um, so we'll be able to go over that. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. His video will be out tomorrow. And then, um, yeah, let's move on. How about we talk about, uh, um, you want to go on to the rebuttals of this, uh, this whole yeah, real, Dara? Yeah, real, real quick, you know, look, man, I, I think, I think I give kudos to the guy to, because he drove, um, uh, but you know, it obviously felt like a puff piece to me. Okay. Nothing will change. Look, you know, I'm being a realist. I wish everything changed and you made the point very correctly you said he did this in september what has changed in september we're still getting fake names <laughs> he even signed up with a fake name let alone just yeah. fake names. what like, the hell <laughs> i go okay. i was like what's going on here i'm not sure and then <laughs> and then you know i mean look 100 trips is not gonna he's gonna teach you some stuff you know he complained about he was on a scooter he almost got killed doing a food delivery i'm like yeah welcome to the club he one time the algorithm sent him all the way across the bridge at morning rush hour. <laughs> he goes, I will never go across the bridge again. I go, see, sir, this is yeah. what we're dealing with. Now, imagine, you know, uh, look, I am not going to speculate and say that they adjusted his algo so he gets all the juicy trips. This is what I would like him to do. Okay. If he really wants to make headway with drivers, I would put all my numbers for those 100 trips up. You know, because look, they talk about $36 an hour active time. I go, let's see if he made 36 bucks an hour. Let's see how many trips he take. He took. Let's see how many, you know, miles he drove. All these things, you know, I would put those up if I was him. And then I'll have much more yeah. respect. For this. 
then my my question uh i actually just want to know one number from him what yeah. was his acceptance rate good question <laughs> that's all i want to know i want to know what is his acceptance rate because if it was anything it less than 100 percent, then what do you, you know i am gonna say uh, honestly I'm, probably, 90. No, I'm gonna say 90s percent I, i'm gonna say it's in the 90s and it's probably gonna be if i had to take a best yeah. guess i would say probably 98 or 99 percent and okay. he's gonna blame it on oh well uh uh the it went too quick and uh i missed yeah. i missed the, yeah, we'll the thing because yeah. i was that's i was on the phone with somebody because there was an outage or whatever, <laughs> whatever he blamed yeah. it on <laughs> during those trips yeah. uh in the well, article yeah and, and and aaron gordon is a good friend and he uh look he's not an uber lover so so we know that <laughs> and uh you know he tore this article up i mean you know i mean look pretty did a great job I wouldn't have turned this down if I had the opportunity. I would have pushed for a little bit different things, but mm -hmm. she talked to me for two hours about this, and I gave her all the juice, and then she only used like a little paragraph of what I said, which is fine, whatever, no big deal. You know, I mentioned his Wall Street Journal is another feather in my cap, so much appreciated, pretty good, thank you. So Aaron Gordon, on the other hand, is no Uber lover, okay? So we know that. Um, so he goes... Uh, it is presented, this article, Wall Street article, is presented as a kind of undercover boss narrative. Koshishai drove under the name Dave K. Someone to the airport. Koshishai drove someone to Oakland and gets stuck in traffic. Koshishai curates a Spotify playlist for his riders. DK forgot someone's drink when he's doing food delivery, then blamed it on the app, just like everybody <laughs> else does. Unlike a regular Uber driver who merely gets slammed with a bad rating, yep, and a zero tip. DK pinged an executive to change the app design. Yeah, app design is not working. FYI, he got tip baited. Okay, you know, you know, Uber Uber Eats has that thing that the customer can change or take the tip out yep. completely after an mm -hmm. hour. That's still there, Dara. You got tip baited. I would think the first thing I would do is get rid of that hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that hasn't no, changed. you know what? You you keep it open, but you lock once you put in a tip that's locked. And then yeah, if man. you want to add the tip after you have time an hour after the fact to be able to add more to the tip, if you want. So exactly. let's say you just do, do a $5 tip and then, you know, something happened, things changed and you wanted to add more at that point. But at least that way you can't take away the original tip itself. I agree. I agree hundred percent. Like if you're not going to tip, don't tip, don't mess with my shit anyway. And then he goes, DK realizes it actually sucks to not know how much you're going to be paid before you accept the ride and where the ride will go. You know what we have to do on this, Chris? We have to fact check. I need to talk <laughs> to some San Francisco drivers because he drove in San Francisco. Did we have up front in San Francisco? If anybody's in San Francisco now or later, please shoot me an email. In September, Did you have up front no. fares in San Francisco, let's say September 1, because he drove no. in September. No? I'm, I'm pretty sure... Because when did it switch for you? It was the same time that it switched. Yeah, for... like October, like mid-October. Yeah, so it would have been yeah. the same time. Yeah, it could so be. No, that, that could have been the change there. Yeah, but look at look at Jay doesn't have. They still has the five out of ten, and there is a yep. neighboring county to me called Ventura County. They still have five out of ten there as well. So they, mm -hmm. you know, it's different in even like city to city. So I don't know. So. Yeah. You know, he goes, Aaron continues saying this was a big bet, that the whole driver classification customer issue would solve itself by getting rid of the driver. He reminds me of the summer of production hell Tesla underwent in 2018. So he continues, 
and uh, or DK told Wall Street Journal, I think that the in okay, this is this this I tweeted and put on un uh, understatement of the decade. I think this got like 17,000 views, and I only have like 600 Twitter followers, so it got retweeted, retweeted. You know how Twitter is, it goes blah 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 blah. And then uh -huh. he said, This I'm going like that's bullshit, but anyway, or Kosher Shai told the Wall Street Journal. I think that the industry as a whole, to some extent, has taken drivers for granted. Really, DK? Really? <laughs> See, this is so, your perception. This is why the perception of Uber and Lyft are horrible in the driver community. Mm -hmm. To some extent? Really? Huh? Come on, man. Anyway. It's because they so, don't know. They're, they're in their, their Eiffel Towers, drinking their, their Japanese whiskey. And, uh, you know, they, they don't know what drivers are going through. They're, they're not out on the road all of you the know, time understanding it. Six months ago, remember, we did this about DoorDash, you know, engineers complaining that they were forced to go out and deliver. We yeah. talked about this six months ago while actually this idiot was doing it. So do you think <laughs> do you think it was like they listened? They go like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's all go out and drive as executive. Because it was like about then, right, six, eight months ago that we said, it should be mandatory. Everybody should go drive and deliver to figure out what we're going through, right? Well, may maybe. Hey, do we have a guy in in in, in the chat named Dave K? <laughs> we, we should look at look at back and see. <laughs> oh man, you hit that one! Oh my god, Dave K deactivated. <laughs> I don't even know how. Oh, there you go. That's a King DK. So well, you know what? Hey, hey. If, yeah, if they're watching the show and they got the idea from the show, good for them. But now yeah. if you're watching the show, my question to you is, what are yeah. you going to do to make the changes that you noticed on the yeah. issues that you have mentioned? See, If you don't journal. change anything and you just say, oh, well, uh, this is what I noticed and don't yeah. do anything about it. Well, then that's part of the problem and you're still continuing to let that problem go. Yeah. So the biggest thing is, Try to come up with things that'll fix it. Better yet, talk to drivers and say, hey, we understand certain things are problematic. How do you think it would help to be fixed? And then you actually have conversation, actual conversations with drivers. Now, I'm not saying, I know most drivers are going to say, well, pay us more, pay us more. That's, that's obviously the number one thing. But there are other things, too, in the app and within the overall experience that can make it better overall. Like I said, with the tipping, you know, you said flat out, DK, that I was surprised how many people didn't tip. Well, what are you doing to be able to help that get a little yeah. bit more in people's faces? Yeah. You know, sending an app, in app notification, uh, you know, having them, you know, have to open up their apps in order to, to finish out something or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, there, there's quite a few different things there when it comes to it. Uh, beyond that, what other problems and things did he see? And um, yeah, I think that's I think that comes down to the biggest thing. You know, yeah. having having conversations with drivers who are out there, who are doing it, who are in and out, and not just in one spot, not just in San Francisco, not just in L.A., not just in Chicago, but in you know Memphis and yeah. in Miami and. Yeah. Um, you know, different different areas within the country. Uh, you can see really what's going on then at that point or what but, but partner, areas need have, tailoring. My partner, they have Uber crew. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a PR stunt. That's okay. just nothing. Let's be real. 
Megan, I mean, Megan is here. He's one, she's one of our members. And she, <laughs> she attended an Uber crew last week, which I didn't. Uh -huh. I had done too. I go like, I'm boy, I can't do it. And she emails me. She texts, she emails me. She goes like, why, why did I waste my two hours on this? There was like nothing happening. I go, why did you well, think? We, remember, we live streamed the one from. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh my God. I, it was almost, it was almost <laughs> last year. It was like, what is the point of this? And, you know, yeah, he, even. Even the Lyft driver driver advisory council was yeah, just Zach, an absolute yeah. joke too. So like, <laughs> it, it, all of that is is just to make it seem like, oh yeah, we're we're doing real outreach, but in in fact, actually, oh, it's bullshit. Do stay, do some changes, make yeah. some real changes, and say, hey, look, yeah. you know, this is something that because here's the thing: if you actually brought on a hundred drivers yeah. and literally sat down and, and got a Zoom conference with them. Oh and had God. like a, a legitimate like yeah. 30 minute to an hour discussion yeah. you know asking some questions getting some feedback taking that yeah. feedback and actually yeah. incorporating it into something yeah. or even taking drivers and flying them to Uber headquarters to sit down yeah. and talk or anything like that and actually come up with like plans do you know how much of a PR stunt that could be but you actually truly make change on top of it which can make the platform better i've always said if you take care of your drivers they're going to give the riders a better experience which means they're going to actually come back because they like it better than the other one because they had a good experience you know they're they're happier drivers are happier the company as a whole is going to be better so yeah, yeah you can actually have a win-win-win you just have to actually invest the time and come up with strategies in order to make that happen yeah. you do that and you could you could start sailing ahead even further from lyft yeah well i agree so so or you know, lyft sail ahead from uber you know, summarizing all this, so he's taking credit for the upfront fares. Okay, so let's give him that, okay? Now, he got tip baited, and he has, still hasn't changed that. So I'm just kind of saying what he went through in the article, right, as a driver or delivery driver, and what has changed in the app since he did this, right? So mm -hmm. the tip baiting is still there, okay? The customer still has an hour to take the tip back, okay? So that hasn't changed. So why not, Mr. Kosher Shai? I think, uh, I think that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Then he figured out people don't tip. Okay, what are you doing about it? Not much. He is taking the credit for upfront fares. He goes, I hated not knowing where I was going. Well, yeah, we all did for 11 years. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, was, I guess better late than and never. Not, not driving over the Oakland Bridge. <laughs> yeah, not driving in, in the morning rush hour. Yeah, there you go. So, okay. So, you know, there are a lot of things he discovered during this adventure. So what has changed? I don't think much has changed, has it? I'm not sure. No, I haven't seen much changes. I mean, the only thing I may have seen is there's a few bonuses more than I thought that I would normally get, but that also could be the amount of drivers in the area versus yeah. the amount of rides coming in. So yeah. Uh, yeah. beyond that, I don't know. Uh, so, I haven't really seen too many changes beyond that. Yeah, ultimately on this, well, please go read both articles, Aaron Gordon's and Perika's on Wall Street Journal. It may be behind the paywall. You guys all know how to deal with paywalls, okay? Archive.ph, and then it's there, so you can read it without the paywall. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the rebuttal was good, and I got a lot of play. I'm going to give you that. You know, poor mm -hmm. David Richer on the other side is driving too, but he didn't get any play with him. He got some Twitter play out of it, but then, you know, you know the big tree. Yeah, but you know what? But you know what? He wasn't even CEO yet, and he started driving. Yes. So yes, you got to give him that. You got to give him credit there when it came yeah. to it, because he's already starting to try to understand the product a little yeah. bit more. Maybe because he's coming from Amazon, doesn't have the rideshare experience, so he's trying to kind of like dive in deep. 
And I get that. I understand that. But the other thing, um, wasn't John Zimmer who would go out on New Year's and drive all the time? He said Every so. New Year's yeah, saying that. Said, I mean, yeah, you, you, pictures pictures and dash cams show a different story, but or could show a di- true, true story. But uh, um, I, I mean, hey, if he's going out and doing it, at least he's understanding uh, what drivers can go through, especially on a party night. So um, there's a lot of things there when it comes down to it. I, I agree right. with both Nora, Nora, uh, Jeff and Megan. So there you go. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's, that's All right. DJ's well, let's adventure. talk about an article that came out today, mm-hmm. a little bit ago. Uh, and, and you text me and you're like, oh, it's it's on. It's on. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> like, and, uh, okay, if my phone did not blow up today, it wouldn't. it's not going to blow up any other day. <laughs> Because this article showed up at eight o'clock at um, L.A. Times, and you are more well, more welcome to go read it. I, I mean, literally, I think I, half half is me, right? <laughs> so, yeah, quite a bit talk, was was in in you, uh, talking about about everything. So yeah, this is so, uh, pretty uh, much the algorithmic wage discrimination. Yeah. Uh, this is the title of today's show, of course. And uh, yeah, if you so, don't know what it is, you're going to. I mean. If you've been watching yeah, the show yeah, a little bit, end, you know yeah, what I mean, it is. Look, yeah, I mean, we talk about this quite a bit. We did, you know, segments in our Show Me the Money about this, you know, about training, you know, how uh, they go positive and negative reinforcement. But on the ultimately, we're all, you know, the, the, the victims of this algorithm that decides what an upfront fare should be for any given trip in a millisecond, okay? There is no rhyme or reason. Before, we used to know exactly what we were going to make. Before, when we accepted the trip because we knew how long it was and how long it was going to take in mileage and time well that's out of the window so now they've decided okay we have to recreate the wheel i'm like no uh, <laughs> no need <laughs> but let's say they did and look look we do a lot of good stuff on the show okay and 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 i think one of the best work me and chris specifically chris editing the damn videos for hours and hours it was when we did the comparison between drivers when they, when their phones were next to each other. Okay, so Brian Merchant from LA Times is a great friend. You know, I've known him for a while. We met at Curbivore, and you know, he ring me up a few weeks ago, and he says, "What do you have about this? I'm doing this article with Vina Dubal. Vina, if you're watching this, you shine me off on the 28th. Now, I'm being honest with you." I would love to have you on because this article partly is literally, okay, they're both are saying the same thing, that algorithmic wage discrimination is happening, that certain drivers are getting less on identical trips. And according to Vina and her research, certain ethnic groups and certain genders are getting less pay because the algorithm is discriminating against them. I told Brian, I go, Brian, I'm not going to touch that part because I have no clue, but I have this evidence in my hand. And he said, what is it? So I sent him the whole file. (laughs) So we had done these tests with two Chicago brothers sitting side by side, and they were getting ridiculously different offers for the exact same trip. It's on our channel. Very popular. Go check it out. Then at Curbivore, we we had 60, 70 drivers there. What do drivers do when they get together? We flipped our Uber apps on and Chris... It took him 10 days or whatever it was to sync everything. Matt Sober cannot come back and say, oh, by the way, this is all photoshopped or whatever. And we trust our work and we do good work. And then we put that video up and that went crazy, right? We had four drivers side by side. All four of us got all different prices for the exact same trip. 
Now, this talks about that, that why should it be that way? It shouldn't be that way, right? For the same trip, under the same circumstances, both drivers should get the same fare. Well, not so much, because I believe, and our good old Professor Len Sherman believes that, you know, according to your habits, the algorithm is learning and feeding your trips at a cost that you think you're going to take. And this is article is all about that. So he literally put everything that we have in there. If you, all these links, you know, Kerbivore got a link, RSG got a link, you know, our Chicago video got a link, and the the, the, the other snippet got a link, the one with four drivers. And I'm quoted pretty much throughout the article, which, again, Brian, I appreciate it. Looking forward to working with you again. And it was a shitstorm on my phone when I woke up this morning. I was like, 100 texts. <laughs> hundreds of emails i go like oh wow something is happening then i thought harry fired me <laughs> and then uh, i'm thinking like all the haters are coming out saying good see you got fired you're a piece of shit i go like no you know what actually harry did call today and then and then he goes man he goes this is so great what you guys did was chris and i so vina did not have any data to support her claim <laughs> that there is algorithmic wage discrimination going on. Brian did hmm. not have it either. So where do we come in? You know, we're like this little Tetris piece that fits perfectly, <laughs> right? Okay. Oh Damn, my God. Jeff. Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Jeff, thank you, buddy. Man, Jeff, we, we, appreciate we're going to send you the, the chair. You don't have to pay for the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and Clint, thank you, Jeff. Uh, Clint's Outdoor Adventure. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, that. Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> so, so it comes out that Harry goes, you know, he goes, I'm so proud of you guys because they didn't have any proof. But he goes, your stuff was so good that you literally proved their point for them. I go, holy yep. shit. I go, coming from Harry, by the way. Harry, are you here? I know you were here. Coming from Harry, man, that's a compliment. Let me tell you something. Because Harry looks into this stuff. And long story short, I think this is an amazingly well done article with Chris and my help, <laughs> Show Me The Money's help. All our stuff is in there, man. The proof okay? is in the pudding. <laughs> yeah, the proof is in the pudding. You can't lie about numbers. So this is, again, we're going to keep doing this, right? Um, I, honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. I want to take the victory lap on this, Chris, and so should you. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm proud of this, that, that we're in LA Times. And it ain't easy to get into LA Times, people. It's an, you know, so, and final word on this is this test is going to continue. Um, we're going to do it. Lift on next. Lift. You're not safe. <laughs> yep. We're going to lift next. And, and, then, uh, and then we're going to do the passenger next. <laughs> and, yeah. And, I mean, uh, look, you know, do you think, and, Chris, and, honestly, do you, you know, we, we have daily conversation texting at least with Chris, right? And, and he, you know, we always talk about it. I go, should we put this up? Should we not put this up? Is this reasonable? Is this decent sample size? Whatever. Besides that, though, right? My my theory has always been from the first day I'm driving is that every driver has a little file. Every driver gets their offers according to their acceptance rate, cancellation rate, their habits, because the algorithm has learned your habits. Okay. So to me, you know, much appreciated, Brian. Thank you. Um, you know, we take the victory lap on this, and uh, I think our data speaks for itself. So more to come. And thank you for, uh, you know, including us in LA Times. No, it was cool to see that. I mean, the thing is, I think everybody's kind of like working on the same thing to try to understand it more. And 
obviously you and I are going to try to understand it as much as we can because everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening, um, you know, you you come in here, you want to know, you know, what's going on, the news, the the updates, the the things that are happening, you know, strategies, all that stuff. And we want to be able to, you know, figure out the rules of the game because they completely change the game. So we got to figure out the rules in order to know what's exactly going on. And then that way we can say more definitively. So with yeah. those two tests, and there were a couple of people that are like, what's this matter showing the, the four phones against each other? It, it matters quite a bit because that's, that's a big thing when it comes down to why should I get paid more than Sergio or Sergio get paid more than me for the same exact ride at the same exact time. It's just well, if, if one decided yeah. to take it or not. We're doing the same. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for doing the exact same type of work, yeah. you know, you should be getting paid the same. Everybody should be getting the paid the same. You know, there was how many years of people trying to get paid, you know, roughly the same when it comes to certain things. Obviously, there's large discrepancies on the type of job, but when you're yeah. doing the exact same job, you should be getting paid the same. Not only you know, that, I, actually, you should you know also, what, but you know, hold, hold a, on, let me, let me finish this. Let me fin right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Exactly. One more thing. Let me finish this point. Yeah. The, the other thing is, besides just me or Sergio getting paid differently for the ride, why would I get paid differently for the same ride that I may took take down the road, whether it's tomorrow or the following day? You know, yeah. you are going to get paid differently specifically for that ride on that particular time. So that's yeah. the other thing when it comes down to it. Is it a, is it a dime difference? Is it a nickel difference? Well, I want that dime. I want that nickel because over how many rides, billions of rides that they do, yeah. maybe hundreds of rides that you may do, that does add up over time. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that, you know, I had a, I had conversations with a lot of people about this today. And they said, look, man, even if you're working at McDonald's, some employee, W2 employee may get, you know, $17.50 for the same work as the other one may get $18. But there is seniority involved. There is a whole bunch of things involved in the mm. W2 world. So I don't think it's applicable. However, on a job a job as mundane as people think they are picking up from a dropping off point B under the same circumstances, you expect to get, you know, to pay to be paid the same, right? Now, to be honest with you, Chris, if this was in the if we, we did not do this test when there was time and distance, because under time and distance, right, we knew what we were gonna get paid in LA. So the trip should have paid the same. When upfront fares showed up, everything changed, right? And that's yeah. when we woke up to the idea that, you know what, maybe people are just getting paid differently for the same job, which is, look, I don't know the legality of this, and I'm not going to talk about it because I will talk to legal scholars before I say anything on the show. At best, it's shady and then it's unethical and all that good stuff. But nothing else is expected from these companies, and there's more to come. So, Brian, thank you so much. Thank you. Much appreciated. Um, and look forward to working with you again. And, um, you know... The problem with this, Chris, Vina's point was, granted, she didn't have the proof that people were getting paid differently. Her concern is going forward. AI now is definitely going to get involved in this pay structure that the discrimination, mm -hmm. it could be built in and it could be applied to every job now as opposed to just to gig economy. Right. Yep. And that's that's the bigger picture she's trying to draw here. Right. And uh, you know, Vina, we have to do the show, Vina. <laughs> you have to come on. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yep. And not only that, uh, we are going to be continuously testing this because the big thing is uh, we want to run numbers and we want to see how the numbers may change over time. 
uh like we said when uh, way back when upfront fairs first came out we said i said more specifically i said well what's going to happen six months a year down the road are they going to condition you as a driver to start accepting lower and lower and giving yourself pay cuts over time uh, or are they going to kind of you know play this game back and forth so we're definitely taking numbers of a lot of different things and trying to compare it you know like you know the, yeah. the different things that sergio you have uh the 800 trips that you got built up in your repertoire um when it comes to your your uh, uh database and spreadsheet of everything uh, yes. yeah i mean that's what we're looking at so there and, may and, or may not be a chicago uh uh thing happening soon so maybe some people with chicago uh if you'd like to get together i may be there uh next actually uh Cinco okay, de Mayo jeff, you must, jeff must have hit the lottery i just decided oh jeff my goodness <laughs> jeff we, we thank oh. you man much appreciated um yeah thank you yeah i appreciate you know, it that's that, awesome. i mean obviously the money is the money but more than that you know i respect your opinion i you know i i know who you are obviously and and you know um i mean that means the world to me right with the comment actually more than anything else right so i don't know by the way too. and by the way uber did respond to brian and they said they're both full of shit. literally <laughs> not literally but you know they said well they have no evidence to support it and then brian squeezed our you know, stuff in there. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And then Uber, we do. <laughs> Uber, Uber did, did directly, by the way, they did not directly said, oh, the other guys are full of shit either. <laughs> they did not say that. They just said Vina is full of shit because we don't do anything like this. So they literally yeah. said to Vina's comment that everybody's getting different pricing. Uber said to her comment, uh, it's in the article. You can read it. Please go read it. Uber said, no, we don't do anything like that. And then Brian put our shit in there. <laughs> and then I go like, well, what, do you, what say you now? <laughs> And I'm like, I think, Let's that's, see what I think called, I think that's called check at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I wouldn't call it checkmate. No, 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 there's no mate. We're not, we're not going after mate yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's check <laughs> that's uh, in the game of chess. But yes, in, in Cinco de Mayo uh, that weekend, I'm going to be in Chicago. So uh, a couple of Chicago oh, yeah. drivers out there, if you want, want to get together, uh, we could try running this test again uh, within Chicago uh, with a couple Let's of different things. And uh, then, yeah, we can continue seeing what's going on and uh show a little bit more all right and with yep. that being said let's move on to our next you know one of the things that we always talk about is why don't rideshare drive uh, why don't why don't rideshare drivers get tipped you know you hear oh i'll tip you in the app but the problem is bullshit <laughs> you don't get tipped in the app we know Actually, you know what? Well, I got called out one time on it. Before. Jeff does. Like, oh, I'll, tip I'll tip you on the app. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. She's like, wow. she's like uh, excuse me? And I said, uh, do you know how many times I've been told that I'll be tipped in the app? And I'm like, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said that, <laughs> I would have hundreds of dollars right now. One dollar for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually ended up tipping me in the app. Oh, you made her feel bad. Oh, oh, no, oh, that, no. That, 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 well she called me out devil. and i'm like look this is what's going on do you understand <laughs> so <laughs> you know the devil <laughs> the sunshine man is here with the tipping record of of uh united states of america at 45 percent jeff i uh -huh. hate you no, <laughs> <laughs> but either way well tipping on its own is yeah, um, you know always appreciated when it comes to this because yeah unfortunately rates continue to go down and prices of everything else continue to go up so there's got to be a happy medium in between and a tip can help go with that 
uh, when it comes to that happy medium in between. But, you know, I don't know about you, but I go to Five Guys, I get food. I order, I order my food, you know, I walk up, tell the, tell the person my order, and the then I, 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 pay, I pay with my card, yeah. and then it shows me, would you like to tip? Yeah. And 15, 25%, or yeah. in the corner it says, no thanks. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I tip people according to probably what you should be tipped, like your yeah. bartender, your, your uh, wait staff. So, you know, people who are waiting on you uh, yeah. when you go out, um, you know, your, your coat person, people who are doing services for you. When you're checking yep. somebody out, I could, I could bring in, in the damn thing and do it myself. Yeah. You're, you're making the, the food, uh, you know, delivery driver, uh, ride share driver, the people who should be tipped should get tipped, yeah. but it's gone much more than that. Yeah. It's gone crazy. It's I, 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 I am with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, look, man, I saw this on CNBC. I'm like, it's very, very proper for our times now. Tipping in the United States has gotten out of control. 100% agree. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if fast food chains have that yet. But a lot of other, like, uh, you know, like Five Guys or Habit or In-N-Out or whatever, they have it now. I'm like, or Starbucks or, you know, I'm like, bro, the coffee cost me already $9 for water. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. so during the 1950s, people commonly tipped 10% of the bill. By the 70s and 80s, that percentage had jumped to 15%. In 2023, people typically tip anywhere from 15 to 25%. Consumers on average said they tip more than 21%. Okay. So there was a comment here of Thomas Farley, and he says, what we're seeing now nationwide is something that is known as tipflation. I love that word. <laughs> tipflation <laughs> from in tip and inflation, tipflation. Yep. At every opportunity, we're being presented with a tablet that's asking us how much you would like to tip. <laughs> I agree. You know what? I have a great <laughs> idea here, Chris. How about we put tablets in our in the back, back headrest, and it says... How would you like to tip on this Uber ride or something? You know, dude, and I was you know. I was thinking I was thinking about something like that before, like actually just building up an app that'll like connect a Stripe account or something. Yeah, bro. And you you could just tip tip in there and then scan yeah. your card or something, um, yeah. because at least that way you could at least try to get a tip. Or better yet, you keep the doors locked with the child proof on, and you say you, you go back behind them, and you're like, "All right, hey, you got to sweeten the pot if you want to get out." Yeah, <laughs> don't do yeah. that. Please do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, for entertainment purposes and laughter only. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know what? Uh, maybe we should talk to Uber about this. You know, give us some tablets with the tip percentage like Starbucks does. Um, mm -hmm. The coronavirus pandemic put more upward, upward pressure on tipping. I agree. Because people were tipping right and left to get their food first because there was only limited amount of drivers. And it's like, if you tip the most, you're going to get the food first. During the yeah. height of those days, consumers started tipping for things they never had to do before. I agree. Meanwhile, if people were, were willing to give the person delivering food um, to, their, uh, uh, to their home a 30% tip for service, why not ask if they like the tip when they come to pick it up? <laughs> Just like you did at Five Guys. <laughs> like, okay. Restaurants started doing that more often and they practice. Now, I think I have a solution for this. All this, and by the way, um, shout out to Kellen Browning from New York Times. Amazing article yesterday. Please go check it out. He was in LA. It was the weekend that I was sick, Chris. We had all this uh -huh. figured out. We were going to hang out. We were going to do deliveries and he was going to write the article. Well, he wrote the article anyway. 
He went to Pacific Palisades, picked, him, picked himself three cherry pickers, and he made, he wrote an amazing article about the, this tipping culture and all these drivers, how they're cherry picking. This guy picked like $400 worth of sushi and only got tipped 20 bucks, and he was disappointed. And a lot of different comments. However, here's my two cents when it comes to this, okay? The reason last mile delivery has become literally working for tips is because Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub Minimum base fares are down to $2 a delivery. How about this? How about we force the companies who are collecting a whole bunch of service fee, delivery fee, bullshit fee, that fee. Advertising fee. Uh, all this stuff. And then paying the driver 2 bucks. How about you take some of that money as opposed mm -hmm. to putting the pressure on the customer to tip in order for that trip or ride for me to be a profitable one? I mean, I yeah, see I, the point. I agree right there. If I'm there. taking $400 for the worth of sushi from this door, taking it to this door, should I expect that customer, because they probably paid 50 to 60 bucks, additional in charges, you know, service fee, delivery fee, all that shit, right? Should I expect that customer also to sit there and tip me 15, 20% of 400 bucks, which is 70, 80 bucks? No. My answer is no. I didn't make the food. I just picked it up here, dropped it off there. Now, to me... The reason tip culture is becoming this ridiculous is because employees or gig companies are not paying drivers enough when it comes to base rates, period. If Uber yeah. is paying me 10 bucks for two miles, I would work for no tips whatsoever. But then if they do that, their unit economics is so bad that they're never going to make any money. So they take 20 bucks from the customer, pay us five on the base side, and they want the customer to subsidize my earnings. Well, that's a bunch of BS, man. That's why tipping culture is out of out of what do you call it? Yeah. Um, out well, of, I mean, out of out of whatever. I I think the the other aspect of the of the whole thing too is you know I th when when it comes first the question is are the people who or when you're tipping somebody at some of these places are they actually getting it? Is the thing because not always they're getting the tip. Sometimes well, that just goes to the owner or the manager or somebody. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So that is one exactly. thing to know. So yeah, that's, and, that's, that's a great question. Next time you know, I'm going to go to a place that has the tablet says, I'm picking up my own food. You just cooked it. But let's say, I'm going to ask that question. That's a great question. I go, yeah, I'm going to tip 15%. Yep. Who gets the money? The cook gets the yep. money. The cashier gets the money. The house gets the money. I don't know. The owner gets the money. I don't know what's happening to that tip, right? Yeah, I actually, that's a great question, bro. Yeah, and that, that's, I think part of that is some of the greed that, People like restaurant owners see that and then say, oh, well, we could we can capitalize on that and yeah. we could bring in some more money that way or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of how it started when you're getting these these other places that all of a sudden are putting it on there. If they are sharing it with the house with or, or if I'm sorry, if they're, they're not taking it in the house and they're sharing it within their house, um, meaning all the people that are working there, that's one thing that's different. But, you know, some of these places I know they do not share it with the house. They keep yeah, the tip. That's bullshit. That's um, bullshit. And so that, that I think is part, part of it. And then you right, have other people who are seeing that and then they're like, oh, well, you know, our competition is doing that. We should do that too. And yeah. so you're getting this, this domino effect of everything where people are adding this tip where it wasn't yeah. customarily tipped. I only yeah. tip where it's customary, not where it's... Yeah you know, th this well, new weird way of doing things. Yeah, like, and, I'm sorry, and, and you you're, know you're, you're, 
100% agree with you. I, I'm going to do what you said, and next time I go, I'm forced to tip, and that's the last paragraph it says here. To that point, 22% of respondents to the survey said when they are presented with various suggested tip amounts on that tablet, they feel pressure to tip. No shit. You look like an idiot if you don't tip there. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't. They're all going to go like, oh, let me spit in this food now before I end it. Though. And one other thing, uh, put that up. Like, Nor um, oh, no, I keep calling Norma. Jeff says, please do not forget that Uber and Lyft, um, Uber and DoorDash and Grubhub make up to 30% um, uh, from the restaurants as well. So, hey, buddies. Okay. DoorDash, Uber Eats. You charge the customer all these fees. You charge your restaurant the 30%, 15 to 30% anywhere in that range. Okay, mm -hmm. why don't you show us the money? Instead of, you know, in the, what was it like prevalent in the first days of rideshare, Chris? It was VC money, right? Venture capital money. And we were yep. given all these bonuses and they were spending on drunken sailors on drivers, right? Well, now... Well, now they also the had to thing. spend all their parties. Yeah. Why is why are you forcing the, the customer to subsidize my earnings? Pay me. Pay me from some of that 30%. Amy, some of that 20% you charge up front in service fees, delivery fees, city fees, whatever other fees you have, computer fees, whatever it is, credit card fees, send me some of that as opposed to mm -hmm. forcing the or, you know, having the customer feel bad enough to tip for you. And that's the only way last mile delivery is a feasible idea. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't feel bad not tipping at non-customary tipper places. So I don't either, honestly. I, I don't. don't either. I like have if I'm no buying a couple of Starbucks, that. bro, I'm not going to tip you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe other people are, you know. But <laughs> if I sit down, if I eat, you know, all this stuff. If I take rideshare, I always tip. Yep. But my life yeah, is in that... your hand, man. <laughs> like if I don't tip now, when the heck am I supposed to tip? I mean, you're driving yeah, exactly, you me, literally. So <laughs> like, so. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, does that mean you should be tipping your pilot too? <laughs> well, I think they're making enough. So if there was, then they, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just, uh, I'm just being facetious there. But either yeah. way, um, yeah. I mean, for for me personally, you know, I tip where it's customary. I don't tip yeah. where it's not, and I don't have a problem not tipping. The other thing too is check those percentages uh, yeah. because they tend to not be right. Either they may be taking mm -hmm. it off the total of the bill, including the tax versus the subtotal. Um, so it's not truly a, you know, a 10% could truly be like 14%. Uh, but yeah, check your percentages there because a lot of the time they're actually higher than like the, the dollar amounts will actually be higher than what the real percentage amount is. I so if it says $4.34 at 15%, the reality okay. is it might actually be like 378 at 15%. Um, so that's another thing to watch when it comes down to it, because you might be getting more in that that way. But uh, you know, I, I I don't know. Beyond that, that's, that's where yeah, I'm at. I, yeah, I think it's out of control. Tipping is out of control. I mean, pay your employees and pay your drivers and pay your independent contractors well enough, so we don't need to uh, you know have these arguments. You know, but, and we see it all day all day long. DoorDash and this. And then drivers go and confront their customers saying, why didn't you tip? I'm like, that's none of your business, bro. I didn't tip. I didn't tip. Right. Don't take the order to start with. I mean, what else is there? Right. But don't do yeah. that either. So it's out of control. I just, just please, let's fix this. Pay, you pay your drivers a decent amount out of, as base fare. And that's so we don't have to uh, deal with this. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And then it's just bonus on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, simple, yeah. you know, what if they just decide to not have to tip? 
Well, maybe because <laughs> you don't have somebody there. Like, think about it this way. Let's say I go to McDonald's and yeah. I type in my little uh, order on the on the keypad, and then a robot brings me my order and spits it out right where I just just did. I I, I don't have to tip anything right there. Well, what happens when robo taxis come for us and take our jobs? Are you going to tip the robo taxi? I don't know, man. This is okay. Look, this is uh, <laughs> anyway. So robo taxis could take you anywhere. So uh, in San Francisco, Waymo and Cruise are both. Um, actively uh, driving people around except that they were limited to like after 10 p.m to i think 3 a.m in the morning and then they go home <laughs> it's because <laughs> then then morning rush hour hits and these cars don't know what the heck is going on they block roads and doing all kinds of crazy shit okay so i'm going like okay but now now city of san francisco as if san francisco was all great they have no other problems whatsoever <laughs> and i'm going like a friend of mine just was in San Francisco. He goes, I was there before the pandemic. I didn't even recognize the city, Chris. He goes, it's a shithole. I go, like, okay, oh, man. All right. So so now, um, Robotaxis, which is, you know, um, obviously Waymo and Cruise, are uh, going to be able to work 24-hour days, any time of the day, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm like we all we in the funnies we have something that because you guys are all gonna laugh about, but <laughs> yeah, that, that part <laughs> that's gonna be funny. <laughs> yeah, I go like this. You know, this how many is, pictures this is have like we the, all the, the serious news part of it? Yeah, the, the serious, the, news, the other yeah. parts, the the funny. Yeah, but I I see challenge accepted, okay. <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about in a little bit, everybody. Yeah, bro. So <laughs> so you know, and then here's a couple of quick comments. Um, uh, but Cruz and Waymo still must navigate around potential roadblocks, including complaints about their vehicles making unexpected traffic clogging stops. And they all huddle, you know? <laughs> stops that. I think they're, they're having their little meetup. They're having their way meet. I don't know what the hell's going on, bro. I'm, I'm sure you know, just because, again, I keep saying this almost every show now. Just because you can build it doesn't mean we need it, but that's okay. So yeah. Cruz already has been charging people for driverless rides. In less congested parts of San Francisco during nighttime hours, yes, in, since June. Okay. Waymo has been giving free driverless rides on a broader swath of the city while awaiting clearance, which is this is the clearance now, begin charging passengers in robotic vehicles that Google secretly began working 14 years ago. Now, 14 years later, these things still have problems. Look, they're smart. They're probably, I'm going to say this, they're probably safer than a human driver. Under certain conditions, I would love, 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 love one of these to draw, do a drop-off Sunday night at LAX. I would just, I would, I would love one of these things. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like no, no bueno. That thing will stop. It will not go anywhere. It'll be dead. <laughs> and then, and 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 then, meanwhile, dozens of other technology companies, automakers, have joined in a race to develop self-driving car technology at a collective cost. Look at this, Chris. Look at this cost of hundred billion dollars. Now, Oof. Oof. my math says, my math says, if I spent hundred billion first, at some point, as an ROI, return on investment, I'd be thinking of making some money on this deal. I'm not saying profitable. Mm -hmm some return okay if i already am 100 billion in the hole okay you know i need to start getting paid back and these are only like a handful of cars imagine 
a whole fleet of thousands and thousands and thousands of these fifty to eighty thousand dollars a piece cars. How is this making any financial sense to all these Wharton MBAs that work at these companies? I am not sure. So you dump hundred billion in a hole. Before this is all done, dump another hundred billion in a hole. That's two hundred billion. You know, I I think that we I could have paid that to ride drivers and would be all good. <laughs> we yeah, would be that, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, there you go. So and then he See, goes. Here's here's the other the the other the flip side of that. Let's say Uber. Their goal is to get driverless cars in Bullshit. everywhere. Let's let's just say <laughs> they have to spend all of the money to get the cars, and then they have to spend the money maintaining the cars and the gas or the electricity and mm -hmm. everything that goes into the car. They have to fix the car because we all know the people that are um, at nights when they're drinking, what they're going to be doing mm -hmm. there, and mm -hmm. um, those types of things. And then the, just the damages overall that are going to be happening. Yeah. And add that to your $100 billion already investment. Um, what, how, how long until they get their actual return back? Are they even looking Never. for a return at that point? No, I don't oh, know. Right. I, think, I think financially this doesn't make sense whatsoever. So a pair of AP Associated Press reporters witnessed the potential problems first then in mid-February after a Waymo vehicle safely transported them on a trip through San Francisco that required navigating a hilly terrain. Turning in a rush, <laughs> turning in rush hour traffic and yielding to pedestrians darting in and out of the crosswalks. Okay, during one ride, though, the robotaxi stopped in the middle of the street after AP <laughs> reporters got out and remained there for several minutes while a line of human-operated cars stacked out behind it in morning rush hour. Imagine how pissed off those people are, biting on their you know nails or whatever. It turned out that the back door of the driver's side hadn't completely closed. See, boom, it's a okay, good thing. Right there, it's way to way to fix that. You have the technology to open and close the tailgates on cars. Yeah, put that technology in the doors. Yeah, problem there solved. You there you go. But you know, Tesla, they're 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 quote unquote full full self driving. When you put have that, some of the time they'll just stop on the middle of the highway. They'll just break <laughs> randomly in the middle of the fucking highway. So. If you're behind a, a Tesla, be careful. Like pass it because it could just break on you. Yeah, I and you, you'll. So, you know what? <laughs> okay, what do you think, Chris? What do you think? You think this is going to uh, be like a commercially viable entity before our kids are ready to drive? Oh, your your kids are young. Yeah. My kids are ready to drive, and I I, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> um, I heard, I believe it was in like 2004 or seven or something like that. They're like. Any kid born today will never know what it's like to drive a car. I call it absolute bullshit. Then my, my kids weren't born until like a couple of years ago. And um, they're, they're going to be driving cars. They may not drive manual, but they're definitely going to drive cars. Yeah. Well, um, I, th I think, you know, you know what, what's I, funny is when I, I took the self-driving car in Vegas in 2019, it was June of 2019, uh, two people in the car. You had your your driver and you had your technician who was like manning the whole system and all that. Mind you, they already had all of Las Vegas like completely inch for inch tracked on their systems, yeah. and they still had to have two people. Yeah. Then well, on no, top I, of I, that, I took one. I took one. I think six months ago in Arizona when I was there. <clears throat> excuse me for a soccer tournament. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. This thing is amazing, okay? I mean, I was initially scared, but I was like, holy crap. However, it's not cheap. It's not going to be cheaper. 
Look at all this money they oh, put yeah. in this thing, 100 billion, and then a fleet of 50,000 of these, which is nothing, because we have how many rideshare drivers in the country? Two, three million, right? I think to get five to million that or something scale, on Uber now. Yeah, to get to that scale, imagine how much money capital they need to put this shit together. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> The driver is working less than the the the, the, <laughs> the driver is working less than the the autonomous vehicle anyway. You guys are paying in peanuts. But, so keep doing yeah, but doing. the other thing, what's crazy though about the the 2019 experience that I had, Steve Rideshare Rodeo just went to Vegas yeah. recently, and okay. he was saying the exact same thing on his, on one of his live streams a couple of weeks ago, saying the exact same thing that the exact same experience that he had was exactly what I had four year, almost four oh, years wow. prior. So wow. it's like, if you can't get that far ahead in four years, yeah. you're, you're not making it work. Yeah. And that yeah. was one of the apt, I was in one of the laptop active cars. I don't know what it is now. Um, but honestly it was the, the driver had to take over like a turn, a construction zone within the um, casinos because they can't drive on private property. Um, so the driver was driving, I would probably say about 40% to 45% of the time when I was in that car. Um, and I think Steve said it was something similar. Like it, it yeah. took a bad turn. They had to get out and like break the wheel or something or break I the agree. tires. I, I, I agree. And you know what? Look at this. Um, there is a, oh, Vanessa Battles. Thank you. Vanessa, but right before that. then, do, D-O says, I don't think most of us will be driving in 10 years. Uh, I disagree. Well, this, <laughs> I think we'll well, all be she's driving. Got good, she's got a good question right here. How, yeah. how would they differentiate between a legal adult versus a child? Or if one person orders a ride for someone else, which happens, great. yeah, and that does happen a lot. Um, so question. yeah, that is that is great a good question. question there. Yeah, the great question. Um, FYI, we're gonna do this uh, segment next, but you will understand how. But just to answer this right now, all these cars are going to have safety guards, such as that door was open, the car is not gonna move. They're gonna have cameras inside the car for it to see what the passenger is like and i'm assuming now i don't know the answer but due to the camera system if i let's say you know eight year old or 10 year old or 12 year old gets in the car the car is not going to move it'll probably prompt because they all have uh back seat uh, screens on tablets which you can follow your ride basically the one i took in arizona had it it was a chrysler pacifica minivan and um it will probably notify that if it was just my it was my son and me if, if i had just called the car and put just my son in the car for him to go to the soccer tournament let's say the car probably would not move and say you know or call me or text me saying that verify your age and whatever whatever so yeah there are bigger problems than that though um um what was her name uh vanessa yeah the last uh super chat yeah vanessa yeah, okay. So what you know, there's bigger problems than that, which we're gonna uh, identify in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Now um actually uh yeah, we're gonna I mean we're we're kind of sticking with the um order. This this whole type of thing with the autonomous vehicles and all that. So yeah, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this is because right after this, this came out. Like right after that article, this came out. Do you guys see how that Little Chevy Cruise is smushed behind that bus. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, bu the bus had to stop. You know, they got to get the bus had out. to stop at some point. And then, 
And then GM Cruzian, this came out, uh, honestly, I think this this was yesterday or the day before his article. GM Cruz unit issues fleet-wide recall. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh Mr. Mr. Do or Do, do you still think we're not going to drive in 10 years? <laughs> Look at this thing, man. <laughs> this thing can't even figure out it's a bus, let alone the human. <laughs> Look at the front of that cruise. It's just all smooshed, that little bolt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Good it's luck. crushed pretty good but yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's part of it i mean the growing pains honestly the the only way for for i think that this to to work effectively is to have the vast majority of cars on the road either being able to talk to each other in terms of saying um like what they are where they are like giving their their location every second but also um you know, when you have the autonomous, they have to talk to each other to find yeah. out where they are, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's, the, on, on a large scale, I think that's the only way it's really going to I'm with you on that 100%. I'm with you. If all, all cars were like autonomous and they're talking to each other, networked or whatever, yeah, they will be a lot safer. But man, listen to me. Humans do crazy stuff. Like, jump in <laughs> oh, front <yeah>. of you. <laughs> there are all kinds of crazy stuff happens when humans are driving, right? They cut off and and this bus stopped, and this car said, "Figured, oh, it's not stopping. Let me just go smash this thing." And then the CEO, CEO of Cruise, Kyle Vogt, says the details of this week's crash were outlined in a blog post by the CEO of Cruise. According to him, <laughs> look at this thing. According to him, the bus had driven in front of the Cruise vehicle roughly one block earlier. Okay, and it didn't figure out in one block that this thing was stopping. <laughs> and taxi followed the bus, continuing its pre-existing route. The robotaxi made an error when the bus stopped abruptly. Oh, okay. <laughs> this happens a lot mm. with humans. Yeah, they, they stop abruptly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, which resulted in the autonomous vehicle colliding into the back of the bus. There you go. <laughs> I just... Well, I, you know you know what? I, I have... Uh, on my pilot, I have uh, the adaptive cruise control, yeah, which is actually way, pretty yeah. cool. Like, yeah, it it, I'll, I'll have it set to like 75 yeah. And then I just let it go and yeah. it will speed up and slow down where it needs to go according yeah, to the yeah, car yeah. in front of me. And I can yeah. put the distance. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool. And then it's got that stupid emergency brake, which is annoying as hell because it, it angers yeah, me every time yours, I try. Have, my, mine has the same thing, except that it reminds me to touch the wheel like uh, every 10 seconds or 20 seconds. Yeah, okay. yeah, you got to do that. Like yeah. it has the it has the stay in lane and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so man. it's like it's like pretend self-driving, but uh um, oh, this is hilarious, though. <laughs> you want to know? You want, yeah, I know. We want to know a fun fact though about the uh, Buffalo NFTA and their CBA? Uh, in, within their CBA, w- literally within their CBA, a bus driver can have four instances of running somebody over or killing them before they will get fired. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm sure that's in probably every other CBA as well too. When it comes to a, a MTA or something um but either way yeah the buffalo (laughs) i don't know if this is this is from years ago too i don't know if they've changed their cba but um last i heard like years ago yeah you could run over or kill four people before you got fired that's bad bro (laughs) (laughs) but that's a thank you but stick around we have a segment coming up that you're gonna laugh your socks off okay (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah there are bigger problems vanessa there are bigger problems then underage minors getting in your car let me tell you when these are when these autonomous vehicles come around people are going to do a lot of stuff in those cars and here comes up there you go oh yeah 
But before that, we actually have a really crazy story. Yeah. Um, this is you sent me this, and I'm like, holy crap! When I yeah, read through this, this is real. Uh, <laughs> you know, this this uh, if if this person had submitted this to show me the extra mile, uh, Sunshine Award, they probably would have won. Sorry, Nathaniel, but <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they probably would have won. Uh, you would have came in a close second, but uh, yes, this is where a Uber driver donated a kidney to a passenger. Um, so you want to talk about somebody who went above and beyond. Literally, they gave them part of their self. God, it's um, all on you, bro. I, I I read this and I was like, I'm going like, this can't be real. <laughs> I'm going like, yeah, no. I mean, this and happened then in going, uh, New Jersey. This is real, bro. And uh, yeah, this is all yours. Was like, I was like, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, come on, buddy. You wouldn't give a kidney, <laughs> would you? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think Jeff would. I don't know. Unless yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, here, he's here. Jeff, will you give a kidney, Jeff? Will you give a kidney to your, to your passenger or rider? Sorry, you don't say passenger. My daughter told me not to. Okay, there so you not, go. See, you, I have a smart not, daughter. Yeah, you probably would, but she has, he's he probably smart. would. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he, he lines up every month to donate plasma and blood. Come on. <laughs> well, that's a different story, man. But no, this is. Um, uh, you know, maybe we should find this guy and give him the Sunshine Man uh, award already. <laughs> for april well he dude he he's gotta he's gotta submit it to us so if anybody knows tim uh tim the driver uh yeah, he, he's in in salem new jersey or around that that area yeah. um then then let us know because we we gotta we gotta see i mean honestly he would probably win win april for sure uh, but either way um what ended up happening was a 73 year old uh man received a kidney from his driver uh and this was in october 21 when he was going for an Uber uh, or where he had an Uber for a medical appointment um, from his apartment or uh, his appointment in Vinland to his home in Salem, uh, which is about a 40 minute drive. So uh, he introduced himself to the Uber driver and started general conversation. Uh, he told him uh, about the procedure and then he mentioned uh, the effects of dialysis. And then, um, yeah, pretty much he got in and Gave him a kidney, which was insane. First, you got to be a match, and second, um, just to, to have that that I, that thought process to say, "Yeah, I'll donate you a kidney." Just in well, general, I, holy crap! I, I don't know what to say to this. I mean, I I I you know, I think you're an amazing human, uh, but, but you know, I think I, I don't think I would have given my kidney. I mean, <laughs> I I I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, kudos to everybody. Does actually? I, mean, I would. Uh, I would maybe line. start. Okay, I would maybe start with a family member, kids, you know, a wife or yeah. whatever, and then maybe you know, push comes to shove. I mean, I don't want to make. I mean, fun hey, of hey, that that's stuff. awesome to see, though. I mean, kudos to this guy uh, for doing that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, beyond that, I got no oh, words. Man. I got no yeah. words. Okay. I mean, and by the way, this story just just happened. Um, I had read this story like in 2021, right? So the, mm -hmm. the, the, the process took this long and the, the actual transplant just happened like last week. That's when the news came out. I had read about this that, you know, they decided, but, you know, there's a process to this. You have to be a match. You have all kinds of, you know, um, uh, issues as far as, you know, um, uh, tissue matching and all that stuff, right? I mean, it's not that easy that yep. you just take the kidney out of one guy, put it into the other guy, and then go on. So I'm yeah, all right, right. Hey, man. You know, I, I mean, seriously, whoever, what was the driver's name? Tim Letts. Tim, Tim. Letts. Yep. 
you know, I, I can Google you probably. I'll find you. But, you know, I would give you the 100 bucks right here. <laughs> I mean, sorry. That's all we can give, buddy. But, you know, I, I, and I will definitely interview you for sure. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've actually covered quite a few great I, drivers out there. I mean, not only uh, this person, Tim, who donated Kenny, but the driver uh, who donated or who was going to buy food for the homeless when they won $100,000 uh from the lottery so like these yeah. things are happening and it's really yeah, cool to see that so congrats yeah. and then and you know then, nathaniel yeah, you all uh, you all please watch nathaniel's interview coming out on thursday article i'm not sure what next <laughs> i gave up on the article it's in but who knows where it's gonna land it's gonna land somewhere i don't know but interview is the interview amazing interview we both cried look at this guy look at the typical rideshare driver Dallin famous 422 OG. He goes, guys should have even went and tried it in the black market. <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, man. Come on. Like, we're actually, trying to make something nice. We're trying trying to say how somebody actually did something that was really bro. nice for somebody. All these right so, drivers are all and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I mean, we had we had to definitely mention this, but we got to go back to our, our driverless cars and yeah. You know, one of the things, as we kind of alluded, some of the things that could potentially happen when it comes to a driverless car and what happens when, you know, it's a little bit later at night and maybe had a few to drink. And, you know, maybe uh, um, that story that Jay had mentioned where there was somebody who was getting a little frisky in the backseat but got denied or trying to get frisky in the backseat but got denied may not actually be a problem uh, coming up with these robo-taxis. This is the picture, man. I didn't Photoshop this picture, okay? This came out like this, so I'm not touching it, okay? Now, Chris. <laughs> yes, that emoji. <laughs> the, I, the eggplant emoji. I For saw those it, and I started laughing, and I, my mind immediately went where 99% of yours mind will go. <laughs> so these robo-taxis. So, Vanessa, think about this. What if you have this robo-taxi and two frisky people get in, and you know there's like a thing called Mile High Club, you know, that they do it in the airplanes up there? And I guarantee about 40 it, mile an hour club. Exactly. I guarantee it is going to happen. Okay. Oh, it's going to happen. It, it's happening in San Francisco as we speak. Is it? This chat is live. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, so. No, no, no. So, I'm, sa I'm saying that like with, with the, the, the approval for them in San Francisco to have these cars going yeah, yeah. all the time. I'm saying right now, currently, somebody is getting frisky in the backseat of one of these driverless cars. Po po possibly correct. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to so, say, yeah. So so this this uh, utopian comes from Utopia, but utopian um, did a trademark search on uh, um, what uh, GM is is basically uh, trademarking or or um, getting uh, uh, what do you call those things? Anyway, so well, the, you know. Just like Apple does, just like Google does, they just patent. go uh, patent, patent. Sorry, patent. Uh, they're applying for all these patents, so they went to the oh, patent app office. Writers. Did, yeah, Great common app writers. Yeah, they, they, they did a search, and then they came up that uh, um, uh, cruise, which is that little car that bounced into the <laughs> into the bus. Not as they didn't have any problems. <laughs> Yo, it, now... it was called just that was called just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> i'm done i can't do it <laughs> okay but either way the patent is that the uh they're talking oh, about mobile God. changing rooms or other things 
So it says, uh, however, brick and mortar stores typically don't move. So GM needed to clever uh, provide privacy to riders searching for clothes. Expect slide or side glass made of the variable tint electrochromatic glass seen in the sunroofs on high end cars, along with automatic disabling of rider monitoring cameras to maintain privacy. Which, I mean, if you're changing in the car, yeah, absolutely should be. Um, in addition, why? it seems that most <laughs> cases, cruise vehicles won't just so happen to have a wide array of clothes on deck. Users will be able to order clothes to try on through an app. Then the cruise AV will collect those clothes from a local retailer, deliver them to you. Why? And then you can try <laughs> the clothes in the vehicle. I don't know why, but why? what I'm going to say is... Beth, thank um, you, why? Beth. Why? Appreciate Beth, thank that. You. Thank you so much. I'm thoroughly indebted thoroughly to indebted. both of you for all I learned. Much love. Well, I, I hope we improve just a little bit of your earnings and keep you sane on the road because we thank you for your service, <laughs> what you do for all the passengers. And, you know, honestly, we're just doing this for, for you guys. Seriously. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. you know, I, more than the money. Money, obviously, we get paid. But it gives me so much satisfaction to meet all of you and to do this week after week after week. But meet people like you, Nathaniels and Jeffs and the other Jeff and uh, Beth and uh, Vanessa. Not because they donated. It's because they're such amazing people that they watch and learn, adapt, apply. Boom. 20% more earnings in the same goddamn hours. There you go. That's what mm -hmm. we're after. So back to this story. <laughs> Would you ever try clothes in the back of a little freaking golf cart bro this is what no. that is <laughs> i you know I, I like to stand i mean first of all uh if you I'll ever be got cramping, home, i mean I'll be if cramping. you ever have you like dead <laughs> have you ever seen bad santa yes bad santa yes. you know the the dressing room scene yes well <laughs> there you go it's the same thing here uh but yeah i i would i mean how is it comfortable to get changed in the car it's it's but not why why can't I've you go to before, a freaking but store and change your clothes and buy some shit there why do you have to do it in the back of a car <laughs> i don't know okay anyway so but this story goes <laughs> further obviously you guys see the eggplant there so what does that say because i read some comments that were hilarious like just a tip things like that you know that you guys are horrible <laughs> i love every <laughs> one of them because i'm gonna keep those but so besides this cruise is getting patents not only for you to change clothes and buy clothes in the back of the car while you're autonomously being driven like why <laughs> but then comes the next part which is more of the uh human necessity part <laughs> of the autonomous vehicle and, yeah and you know what I'll, I'll bet you we could create a great youtube channel by downloading all those you know all, all those <laughs> oh, <that'd be> great. <laughs> so what's more is mobile fitting room idea blah 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 so mobile fitting room idea horrible idea gm i don't know how many millions you spent on patents on the lawyers on this it's a garbage idea please trash it uh-huh <laughs> yeah you know, but, it, go, it goes back to that that comment you said earlier. You know, it, just because we can do it doesn't mean we have to. Exactly. Just or because should. we build it doesn't mean we need it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Put the money. Well, you know what? I got a better idea. Yeah. A, a friend of mine had a 2007 uh, Chevy Cruze. Okay. It was dog shit. Two th <laughs> or, I'm sorry, 2006. In 2007, I'm sitting in her car and she's driving. We're going, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts or something. Her, her car... Her, the part of the paneling is already wearing off. 
you know what? Take the money that you're putting into this patent or, or any extra money that you're putting into this car, put it back into your own cars to make them better because your cars <laughs> suck. Literally, I, know, I will never own a GM in my life unless you do something drastic to change it because they are dog shit cars. <laughs> oh boy. I, I, hey, he said it. Do not send me the email. He said it. Not I, 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 I will 100% stand against it. And I have I'm, family that works at GM, and I tell them all the time, your cars suck. I get all the bullshit emails sent to him to me, so but send it to him. <laughs> okay. So uh, there's if no you like the complaint department, you can go to us. <laughs> so, so if that eggplant emoji was not enough for you guys, <laughs> we're going to read this now. <laughs> there's no yeah. way around it. People will absolutely get sexual inside these autonomous vehicle fitting rooms. I'm like, okay. And the challenge of- accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. If I don't die today, I'm dying. Uh, in the <laughs> words of Jason, or whoever, I think Jason's the article, the author of the article, <laughs> I would never <laughs> buy an AV. Now, sir, you will never be able to buy an AV. Well, you could, but I don't see the reason because these things are going to zip you around for a lot cheaper than you buying your own AV. Okay. So I would never buy an AV. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I wouldn't wank in ever. <laughs> More importantly, oh the, these cruise AVs could act as a third space of sorts. As reported by USA Today, look at these Gen Xers and Gen Zers, bro. Or what are they called? Millennials? As reported USA Today, 47% of young adults still lived in their <laughs> in their parents' basement <laughs> before COVID-19 lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, you guys need to make. And some I'm, money. I'm sure worse now because there's uh, the housing market is skyrocketed and yeah, inflation uh, even worse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and then this 47 percent is probably 60 percent now. Yeah, get out of your mother's basement. Let's see, get into the real world. You know, with, when there is no uh, space for uh, all this stuff that you guys are worried about. Thank you you thank know what I'm saying? And hooking up. At home is risky. Obviously, if you're 25 and you're taking a date home and your mama is in the next room, I mean, if you're hooking up with the girl, okay. All right. Did you ever see Grandma's Boy? No, I haven't seen that one. The movie? Oh, there's a... So, basic premise. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. It's it's a hilarious movie, especially if you decide to have a little fun beforehand and then, uh, um, you know, sit back and relax. Yeah. because you can, but why not? But the premise is he got kicked out of the out of his apartment because his friend didn't pay the rent. And I'm not gonna give why, but um then he went to his friend's house and his friend was uh living at home with his parents and he kept calling him, Oh, my roommates. And he was acting <laughs> like a big kid, like he had a race car bed and he's like, Oh, I want to get a CB radio for uh so I could talk to other CB car beds and um you know and stuff like that. And it's like yeah, my roommates don't mind that you're here, stuff like that. So it's just like, I, I, oh, man. you know, Chris, I'm serious, man. You know what? We have so much fun on this, <clears throat> but we know this is gonna. Did I die? Oh, no, we know this is gonna happen, right? We know people what? are gonna get frisky, we know they're gonna have sex. Oh, in the back. 100%, right? 100%. So I'm, now, t- I'm telling happens? you, these. These driverless you know, cars, yeah. there's guarantee. I guarantee you, somebody in San Francisco, if they're they're out tonight, they're they're definitely going to be a little freaky in there. Yeah. So the other the thing too is when it comes to this, you know, the, the body does excrete some things, so you might want to be careful. You might want to bring a towel or something down on these uh, AVs out there. Just, just a thought. But you know what? Actually, I do want to give somebody in the comments a shout out. 
uh, Spencer, Spencer Fred, who is making a couple of comments. Uh, we are, uh, you know, I did see a couple of yours um, where they are talking about um, bone marrow and volunteers and stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, if, if anybody does want to, there's always a shortage of things. So I would definitely say um, if you're interested in that, uh, I definitely want to give a shout out to um, him, what he was talking about. Uh, but not only that, yes, try, you know, donating whatever you can, wherever you can, when you can, uh, if you want to be somebody who does that. Because um, there is always shortages and there are needs for it, especially in people in need who, you know, could be saved from that. So just wanted to say that. Sergio, did we lose you? I think you got frozen. <laughs> you there, Serge? I don't know. Blacked out. But uh, either way, that was actually the end of our show. So, <laughs> I mean, um, other than that, I'm not sure if Sergio is going to make it back on. Um, he's probably going to try to at least to get the sign off. But either way, we are going to have our uh, episode 52 next week, our one year anniversary. Uh, so make sure you join that. We're going to have uh, quite a few of our RSG contributors. I believe Harry's going to be coming on, Kim, Zach. Uh, Jay is going to come back on a few other people as well too. uh, probably stop in. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We're gonna have a couple of drinks throw back. Uh, hopefully Harry, you'll send us that, uh, uh, whiskey, that Japanese whiskey we can have for our one year and, uh, anniversary show. <laughs> uh, but if not, we'll definitely have a couple of drinks on hand. So if you guys are in the chat and, uh, want to have a couple of drinks too, make sure you grab it before, um, next week. Uh, is that show also tomorrow is the uh, money hungry show with kim and zach uh, so make sure you check that out they're going to be dealing a lot with rideshare food delivery uh, last mile delivery i'm sorry i don't know why i said rideshare um with food delivery and last mile delivery uh and then also um yeah nathaniel's story is going to be on thursday so make sure you check that out um and those who do get emotional you might get a little uh cry action going so have a couple of kleenex nearby just in case um so yeah definitely <laughs> with that uh sergio i'm still not sure where he is but uh um now he didn't text me so i don't know what's going on uh he may have lost uh power or something so either way um i'm not sure but hope you guys had a great show um with everything a lot of crazy stuff but yeah when it comes down to the the algorithm and all of this uh when it comes to dk's uh PR stunt, whether you think it is or not. Let's see what happens if anything comes from that. Um, with that being said, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. We'll see you next week on Show Me the Money Club for our one-year anniversary show, and that will be a lot of fun. So we'll see you.